now. Welcome to the Whispers in the Shadows podcast. I'm Super Jimmy. I'm Miz. <laughs> uh, continue our conversation from last from last week. We're going to be finishing up on the verses, the horror verses, and then we'll go into a secondary topic. What if the bad one in horror? Which uh, me and Jimmy have already discussed, not in detail in anything, but we already yep. have like several in our back pocket that we want to bring up. Yep, it's like it's like a five dollar bill. You're ready to give that waitress as a tip. You're just like, I got you. <clears throat> like the five dollar football that you go and get it into a fucking glass of water, and then you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. But um, I'll I'll kick things off. My first one up, honestly, and this one this one's gonna be another situational one, but um, the ring versus the grudge. That is a very, very specific one because they're, the yeah. thing is that I have a problem with that versus is really, really hard because, again, you only know their crimes pretty much after when no one really sees it other than, you know, you, they do visuals of like what happens when they put in the tape and see and everything. But it's mm-hmm. like to get them to go against each other, you would pretty much have to do this, put two TVs right in front of each other, throw the VHS and play it and then go from there. And it's like, I, how would that work? <laughs> for one like (laughs) the only the only possible way i could get this to work in my brain is you would have to watch the movie you'd have to watch the vhs or the dvd depending on which version you're talking about because they tried to do that that was terrible but if you (laughs) yeah they they can they they did a whole thing where they converted it from vhs to dvd and i think even blu-ray at some point which anyway but uh (laughs) I think the only the only possible way I could get this to work in my head was you would have to watch the movie while you're being hunted by the grudge. So like have like the little little cat boy or um I forget her name, her if you had her like in your hoodie like like when she did in the third one when she came up and like all you see was her hands like come up onto mm-hmm. the girl's face and then like snatch her into the hoodie and then she just went <laughs> Yeah, so, no, I, I see it that way. I was thinking more of like you are technically like we were talking about with uh, Wishmaster and uh, the Cenobites. Oh, yeah. Um, what I think you would have to do in a sense is essentially that kind of put a mirror point both TVs to where you can see it, both TVC at you and do it that way. That would be like the only logical sense in my head to, to really get them both to see you see each other and technically quote unquote fight for you or against you, whatever you want to use as the words. But that's the only way that you could technically get all three parties, get the two out. And again, you being the catalyst that started it all, but to get them go against each other. But the thing is, is that we don't really know. I would say stats on them, if that makes sense, their strength, their telepathic abilities and so on and so forth so it would yeah. be really really hard to to justify one over the other and plus uh full disclosure i have not seen those movies in fucking years so i don't even remember how they go <laughs> so for for the ring she has powers outside of the vhs but she really doesn't come into um, i guess you could say full swing until the seventh day i just karate chopped my microphone until the seventh day <laughs> And that's when she comes crawling out of the TV and makes you do the the whole friggin' like, <gasps> and then sucks the life out of you face. <laughs> and then for the grudge, it's kind of they it, like the grudge itself plays more of a cat and mouse game. 
but in a similar sense. Like it doesn't let you get too far away from it without it always being right behind you. Because it in the, the I think it was a I'm pretty sure it was the third one. It followed some girl that had been there for the before the first movie took place and had followed her all the way home to America and had like she was standing in the hallway and then found another victim which led it back to Japan where the first it, this the uh, I think this was supposed to be a prequel in a conv in a convoluted roundabout kind of way but um Dante Station 5 got it <laughs> yep and it was like it was like oh snap that's the girl from the first one just walking into the house for the first time uh yeah so like it started in the house came to america got picked up by somebody else taken back to japan and then the first one starts and you're like what it tried to do the full circle so they can justify it hey the series is done in a sense because that's sort of like what the final destination did with the last yeah. one because like i remember watching them go like man they have some really old fucking phones and i keep talking yeah. about this paris trip and all of a sudden like comes full circle at the end you're like mind fucking blown that one's a lot better of it in a sense yeah. but it's a great way to wrap up the whole thing yeah because i was like i was because i remember i remember the first i, I remember watching all the final destinations love them great movies even though the third, one. the third one, third one was okay if you had the special DVD to where you could choose their deaths. It was a little bit better, yeah. But yeah. I mean, oh my god, three is just so bad. Well, I think it's three. That's the one with the fucking. Uh, was that the amusement park? No, the one that has the fucking the amusement Daytona park was, or whatever. As that was the fourth one. That's the that's one. the fucking terrible one. Oh my god, yeah, I that one that was one. bad. That one was bad. Four is so bad. So the way that it goes is: first one was plane, second one was bus. Third one was theme was park. Fourth, it technically, was just the, the bridge in general. Third yeah. was the amusement park. Fourth was the fucking was the... circuit, and the fifth one is um, I forgot how the fifth one was. I've only seen the movie once. I think that I think the fifth one was the bridge. Second, the second one was the one with the logs. That's why I yeah, have that, that, a that, that's why irrational fear of log trucks. Yeah, I think I think that movie specifically solidified everyone freaking out. Hey, look at there's a log truck. We're gonna stay like eight different lanes over and like, yeah um, either a million miles ahead of it or miles behind it but nowhere yeah. near that <laughs> yeah like even to this day when i'm driving i will legitimately speed past the the log truck just to get away from it because i'm just like mm, no <laughs> yeah oh no i feel you because as soon as you see it, it's like and we're flooring it to 100 so we're way ahead of that <laughs> i don't want to have to worry about that in front of me yeah, because like it's just one. It's one of those irrational fears. I, like log trucks and umbrella and umbrellas, <laughs> I have as an irrational fear. Funny, the, the, there's an there's a horror genre anime called Another. That's the name of it, Another. And if you ever watch that anime, I highly recommend it. It's good on gore. It's good on story. It's good on characters. Like it's got. It's a good horror anime. It's one of my I'm favorites. I'm the kind of person that's just about gore, as you can tell by the picture right oh. here. Fucking, yeah. I, I'm honestly like my favorite horror genre, other than slashers, your fucking paranormals, and so on and so forth. Like mine are body horrors. That's why Cronenberg films like sit yeah. so close with me. Body horror, I love seeing what someone comes up with their head, and that's why I love creature features as well. My honestly, my favorite. This this I I don't catch I don't really catch flack for this, but I got a lot of like, what is that? My favorite body horror, honestly, is the original The Blob from like the 1950s. The one that's, that's like, fair. that's fair. That's, that's still like black and white, and it's you can like you can kind of tell that. It's either the 50s or the 60s. I think it was. 50s. I mean, I know there was one in the 60s. 
or was yeah. that 70s? I don't the remember. Si- but the yeah, six- no, I know which one you're talking about. 1967, I think, was Blob Returns. I don't remember. I don't remember, but I know I know which ones you're talking about. It's like yeah, there's depending on who you talk to, uh, at least that I know of when it comes to horror movies and stuff like that. Um, it's like when you hear the thing, I always spe- specify John Carpenter's The Thing. The Thing, yes. The Thing and The Thing from Another World. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't I like, like I didn't like the sure. prequel of The Thing that was I appreciated what they tried to do. I yeah. hated how they heavily CG'd it because if you ever watch the mm-hmm. behind the scenes on that fucking film, they had everything drawn out and animatronically functional. And the yeah. director was like, this looks like a cheesy 80s movies. I don't like it. CG everything. And I was like, you fucking missed the fucking assignment. Uh-huh. The, the animatronics and doing it that way makes movies so much better. I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for animatronics, even if it's like in small films or like, I mean, not really small films. You can't say like Jurassic World small film. But when they do their yeah. animatronics, it is it's alive. It, you can see this thing. You can touch this thing, which makes it that yep. more horrifying. Yep, I have when to you agree. See it all CG. You're like immediately like, eh. Like, ah. I, there's there's actually a werewolf movie that I have to applaud for using um that that approach. It was a movie from the early 2000s 2010s era called Curse with Christina Ricci. Yes, I know that one. I I thoroughly enjoyed that movie because it was a person in a wolf in a werewolf suit, and you're like. It like even even with its cheesy jokes, it's 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 approach no, no, and everything agree. like that. I, I was I was just gonna say the joke of so, like what you don't want to deal uh, with uh, the werewolf from uh, Stephen King's Silver Bullet for made for TV. <laughs> oh god, that was so bad. That was so bad. <laughs> who done like, it? I wonder. <laughs> who did? Who did? Who did this? Who did it? But um, but yeah, like I I love animatronics and horror movies, yeah, but um. To circle back to that one. Circle back yeah, we to did. the, the, the verses. <laughs> for for me, honestly, I would have to give this one a draw. Because even I can if definitely they see that. Because if they were to come at each other, even if it was over a specific person, no matter win or lose, neither one of them can really die. Because the thing that keeps the grudge going is just the amount of hate that it has to keep its power you know going because even when they burn the house down even when they dug up her body at some in the in in the um the jet the original japanese version i think Mm -hmm. they dug up her body and they tried to like salt it and like pray over it and stuff like that and everything was fine for like a month and then like the girl went home one day and then the cat boy got her and (laughs) like it scared the shit out of me like the literal shit like (laughs) Because she like shut the door and she's like, ah. and then she turns and Catboy's like right there and all he hears, Rawr! and I was like, ah! <laughs> no, I feel that. Um, I would I would say it's a draw mainly because uh, for two reasons. One, I don't have enough information on it, but what I do know, yep, I feel like they wouldn't be able to really, like like you said, kill each other or claim like, victory unless they get yeah. again said person. That's their victory. Yeah. And two. Um, the outside forces that kind of control especially in horror movie tropes and stuff like that that control the movements of everything it's like hard to say which one it would favor because there's so many factors like how does it how does the vhs tape continue to go everywhere or how does you know um 
the grudge go everywhere and so on and so forth. It's like there's so many like small factors to try and mm-hmm. get into there that I I don't have enough information to like clearly say who would win. I would like to say just because I remember watching it first and back in the day would be the ring, but that's mm. biasism and I can't really say why. <laughs> it's yeah. just what I would prefer. Yeah, yeah. Because I I think I think this one is both a situational and a yeah. preference because of the simple fact that like both of them are kind of I would, I would go as far to say that both of them are similar in power but not to the same aspect like the like I forget the name of the little girl in ring but she could only appear in reflective surfaces whereas the grudge could manifest itself wherever it chose it could be in an empty hallway and just hard <laughs> it's yeah, just exactly. like uh, uh. I and... thought that was a shit, not a ghost. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> creepy, creepy croaking lady. Exactly, exactly. Um, and what was the other one you had? And the other one is Ash Williams versus the Wishmaster. Because I found that the way that I've always seen the Wishmaster is that he, even though he's a djinn, he's very, very similar to the Deadites from uh, 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 Army of Darkness. To a degree, yes. To a degree, yes. no. But remember, the Deadites are also with the Necronomicon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the main key piece right there. So it's hard right. to really do Ash versus technically a literal demigod in a sense. However, however, I mean, he's already kind of taken them on, especially with Evil Dead 2. A yep. uh, little bit of information, especially that I got insight to after seeing you know, Army of Darkness with Bruce Campbell. <laughs> um, that's why i, I brought him into this because i was like Ooh. i did not know that the reason why they had to retell literally evil dead one and two repetitively you know evil dead into evil dead two they had to do a recap evil dead two mm-hmm. into army of darkness they had to do a recap i yep, did not yep. know because it was three different studio companies for one and two they could not retain the rights to everything so well, that's wow. why they're so different. So when you watch the original Evil Dead, it's Sam Raimi's, don't get me wrong, but it's one company. Mm-hmm. Right. When you watch Evil Dead 2, it's by a different company, but they have to do a recap of the first one because they can't just boom right into a second one. So that's right, why there's right, that whole right. recap. And then same with Army of Darkness from Evil Dead 2. They do a whole recap of it again mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's a whole other company. And it's the only one I think that actually had to get the, uh, yeah, the ESPR the rating or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because... Um, they were able to get through one and two unrated mm-hmm. and Did they were trying that. to dock them. They were trying to dock them on army of darkness as an NC 17 movie, even though there was like no nudity. <laughs> yeah. So a little I, bit of information that I learned from, uh, uh, hearing, uh, Sir Bruce Campbell talk. I did not. I honestly knew none of that, but uh, that, that honestly explains why a lot of the effects kind of changed and some of the exactly. makeup changed on, on like, a on some of the actors like when when you had the evil ash versus the good ash when he made like a little clone of himself when he was yes. going to get the necronomicon in the, in army of darkness i remember that vividly because i had that on vhs and i loved to watch it because it was just so funny i had the director's cut oh i love that movie but it's so- also i learned from that film is that uh, anytime you see uh sir bruce campbell or like with a prop or anything like that like poking him or like jabbing him in his nose or like punching him or whatever that's all Sam Raimi because I didn't know they went to high school together and he's just fucking like, how hard can I do this to Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that makes me laugh because I remember in the army of darkness when he's going to get the ne- Necronomicon from, from the spoiler alert on a 
37 year old no wait uh, yeah 91 i think is when it came out so, so 29 year old oh no god that's a, it's like a 30 year old movie oh my god yeah it's like 30 <laughs> 32 to 32 32 because i'm 30 i'll be 31 this year anyway yeah the 32 year old movie was that when bruce campbell falls and then you got like all the skeleton hands that pop up and grab him and then you got the ones that like come up and like fish hook him and he's like ah, that's, that's thinking uh, that sam rainy standing behind him like ha ha just yeah. it makes it so much funnier oh my god that is like hilarious he's gonna be 31 this year holy shit yeah, and then you also have me. then you have the Ash versus the Evil Dead, Evil Dead franchise. Series, which I have I have not watched yet. I have neither because um, I was I, I heard it's nothing but good. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, same. I it makes me sad because I don't want to start a show that I know has no true ending because what happened was too many people were pirating it, which caused the company to lose the money. That's why they cannot finish wow. the series. I heard they I heard they kind of. From from what I heard from a, a interview from Bruce Campbell back in like 2018-ish, it was after the show had already finished on their last season. He said that the ending was rushed, but I didn't know that people were pirating it that bad. Like that, that it, is... was, it was pirating to the point where they're like, "We're not gonna. This is it. This we have to. We're done wow. after this." So That's... I mean, I understand. I, I know people. I understand blah 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 don't need to hear it like defend yeah. it or anything like that but yeah no we're not like knocking it we're also not going to defend it at the same time exactly I, it's is what it is what to do. Yeah. <laughs> can't tell you what to do but yeah. um that's also why it's one of those for me my biggest thing is like i i don't mind supporting it in that way for one and yeah. two it's like i just don't i hate when i know what's going to happen in a sense or it's like it's not going to be what you would have gotten and it yep. makes me upset <laughs> i have to i yeah i have to agree because that's kind of what happened with super because i was i've been a big supernatural fan since it came out in 2003 so uh, i have been season seven <laughs> oh not it, continue. it i what made me keep watching it was because the last season before always like i would go on a bender of just watching the season before and then waiting for the next season to come out because they always had their end of the season in october every mm -hmm. year and, and, and then, then they pick back up in february too because you hear uh was it carry on my wayward son <laughs> mm -hmm. and what made me honestly fall in love with the show was i had watched the pilot it came on it can't like i'm gonna catch hell for this i liked smallville i did I See, love that show. I, I'm not a Smallville person, but that's also because I'm not a Superman person. But uh, yeah, I've heard I'm not. A, I'm not either. About the show, I, it was will I ever watch it. Fuck no. <laughs> but I've heard <laughs> good things about it. It honestly was not a bad show. It was a good introductory thing of to Superman because you know they they they've reintroduced Spider Man so many times in the comic books, the shows, the movies. Everything. And then they never Everything. really had like what happened after Clark landed on Earth to when he became superman and smallville kind of filled if, that gap if, 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 for more modern generations i mean yes, if you, yes, if you yes, grew yes. up with comic books and so on and so forth and you started like not from the very beginning but as close to oh, the beginning God, as yeah. possible you know you know there's the pocketed either flashbacks or so on and so forth to all mm -hmm. that and uh which is totally fine nothing wrong with that but my biggest thing is honestly i don't really give a fuck about the in-betweens unless it's like a very specific heartfelt story for instance for me i'll go on a little tangent right here i absolutely mm -hmm. love spawn that is like no hidden fact but yes. um it's like everyone's so focused on the malbolgia um 
overkill clown violator all these other different ones but it's like my favorite parts are like one of my favorite arcs ever is the four brothers where it kind of like completely Ooh. takes spawn out of his whole element and it's like making you see the human side of him still suffering because of his yeah. family still going and so on and so forth and my it's, favorite it's, arc those was things right like, specifically is where i would like that 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 and that one's also good too yeah, because like, that's, that, that's what I like on um, flashbacks specifically. So yeah, it's really, yeah. really hard in movies or TV shows for me where, like, again, like we talked about the the the, the thing. I yep. I appreciate what the prequel did, but I'm also very disappointed on what happened. Yeah, because the CGI again, just ruined it for me. Exactly. Really the CGI is what really killed it for me for one. But what I like is, again, it's like, how do we literally see what's already happened we already know this complex is going to go down but it's like how are we going to tell this story to show it so when you see it the original is like okay this is where they were trying to go with it or this is that spot they shot this is where they were going with that and so on and so forth that i appreciate again whether i agree or not is a whole nother story because most of the time i don't really care about it's like give me the moment now i hate time travel i hate the whole prequels and then making like a shitload of different sequels for no reason Mm-hmm. that's my big problem personally but that's a personal thing i can still that's, accept everything for what it is that's honestly what made a lot of people and, and, and from what i've from what i've from people i've talked to that's what made a lot of people not like rob zombies take on halloween i enjoyed it just because i'm a diehard I, rob like zombie ride yeah, yeah i mean i'm biased with zombie as well i mean house of a thousand corpses is like my oh, fucking God, yeah. favorite uh, zombie movie ever i get a lot of people tell me no it's devil's rejects or it's um the Halloween franchise. Uh, I still have yet to see Three from Hell uh, or Thirty One. There's only two films I haven't seen. My yeah, least favorite he has done is. Um, I honestly, uh, I'm, Salem. I appreciate yeah. the story. It just took way too goddamn long to get to the point. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I I have to agree. It, it, great, it's a good movie. The scripting's good. Characters are good. The plot's all right. It's just, it's just how slow. long it. Yeah, it's such a it's slow burn. So slow. I mean, again, appreciate the trying new things. I love zombie and everything. It's like, but that yep. was a huge miss in my opinion. It's still worth at least one watch, I would say. But that's about yeah. it. But yeah. like, we're before we get too far off track. It's super hard to compare, you know, or get Ash to fight the gym. But I would like to say because it's Ash Williams and biasism or no biasism, he's gonna fucking find a way. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, he did it, he did it not once, not twice, not even three times, but several other. Because how many times did he, like, get pitted against, like, the big bad and, yeah, like, come and out on top? Out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, like, you can take that from, uh, like, before we get into the next topic, but, like, the good must always win. Mm-hmm. And that, again, you see it so often. We all know how this usually ends, but I do like yeah. the twist where it is, you know the bad wins but yeah. what i appreciate the most is like i rather see like the characters go through hell and back and earn that instead of the whole like again with most religious horror where it's just like pray it away kind of thing yeah like ouija it, oh my god yeah uh, like i love religious horror in certain aspects yeah the con- the, that would- the first conjuring and the first um paranormal activity good religious horror but some of the sequels yeah no i i get that for me like one of the things that i love that will also lead us into the next category in a sense is my favorite religious movie for multiple reasons but like it really pushed the boundaries and really did spit and like not really spit i shouldn't say it that way but really showed like how 
this quote unquote heaven and hell battle is, is the exorcist. There's a you know very, what? very good one of showing how that, that no matter how hard you're fighting this thing, it's still there and resilient and technically, technically, which leads into where the bad wins because it takes over the priest. You don't see him ever again kind of thing. Yeah. Because he um, just like jumps out the he jumps out the, the window. window. Exactly. Spoiler alert on a forty some odd year no, old movie. It was seventies. That is a fifty year old fifty year old movie. movie. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So spoiler alert on a fifty year old movie. But yeah, like I like the first one freaked me out because it had been around for a long time before I had ever seen it. And mm-hmm. I mean, me being only me being born in nineteen ninety two, you know, I didn't really get to see it in its heyday i got to see it on on vhs for the first time when i was around like 12 i want to say and what really freaked me out was not the part where she walked down the stairs backwards but the part where she was like pretending to be asleep and the priest got like really close to her right here and then right as he got like right up on her she sat up spun her head around and just went brah like I yeah. was like, <laughs> fun fact: that's actually pea soup. That is, that has been confirmed yeah. by the director before he passed away. Yeah, that was that was pea soup. But it's and see, one of the things that makes me love a lot more like older horror, as cheesy as some of them are. Like again, I'm a big yeah. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street person, but like you can tell how ridiculous it gets later on. Oh um, my god! Some of the like animatronics and sets and so on and so forth. It, it is what it is. But like, I like the risks that they kind of set mm-hmm. up to bring into today where we can be spoiled by not really having to do too much because you kind of have a, a, a base ground to go through it. And I have a fun fact about Nightmare on Elm Street. And actually a lot of the older horror pre-CGI, uh, the guy that did the makeup for a lot of the horror back then, I cannot remember his name. It depends on which parts of horror you're asking for, because like, the, like one of the ones that I always remember is Tom Savini. <laughs> yes, Savini, Tom Savini. He is sex. He's sex machine in yes. uh, dead uh, uh, from until Dawn. Un, from. Yeah, from Dust Till Dawn. And I did not know that was him. And I did not know that he did the makeup on that until mm-hmm. I was like 23. Uh, whenever Nightmare, whenever uh, Friday the 13th, the video game came out. Oh is when God. I, yeah, that's when I found out who Tom Savini was because I googled how to get the Tom Savini skin because I wanted to get the Tom Savini skin for Jason because I had all the other ones, and the only way you could get the Tom Savini skin in that game is if you were an initial backer when that game was being crowdfunded. That's the only way, and I was so upset, I was heartbroken because that skin is so badass. Like Jason's on fire. He's got a pitchfork. Half his mask is falling off. He's got the chain around his neck. And it was Savini designed and exclusive because that was the vision that he had when he suggested that for Jason Goes to Hell. Mm -hmm. No, I remember. I have a friend in my hometown. uh, Her name's Bailey. Uh, She uh, is a fantastic makeup artist. And she was so good, in fact, she actually got to take a whole class course with tom savini she has a picture with her entire class and with tom savini i was like i fucking hate you so much that is fucking cool i would have been like hey you show me that picture again we're gonna have a fist fight it's gonna involve pillows no no i would i would never do that to her but it's just like when when i heard about that i I think i was talking to her cousin 
and I was just like, oh, you know, how's Bailey doing? Oh, she's doing, you know, this makeup thing. And so, oh, that's cool. It's like with uh, some guy named like Tom Savini or something like that. I was just went like, what the fuck? <laughs> I lost my shit right there and there. I was like, excuse me. And then she showed me the picture of her whole class with Savini wow. right there in the middle. I was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking jealous. <laughs> yeah, he is one horror icon I wish I could meet to this day. Besides Bruce oh, Campbell. I've, I'm, I'm jealous you got to meet Bruce Campbell, by the way. But... <laughs> There, like, there. I have a list of horror actors I'd like to meet. I'd like to meet the guy that, or that was the original Jason in Friday the Thirteenth, because he's still, he's still like six foot four. Like, he's yeah, a he's big a guy. guy. Yeah, and he, he and still goes to cons and stuff top like that. Of the list for me, I would have to go with more modern because some of the ones I would love to meet are sadly dead. Yeah. Um, but like, especially right now, like one of my favorites is James Wan. James Wan has always held a special part in my yes. heart, especially because of Saw. I mean, yeah, I he, loved his like direct directorial view a lot because yes. uh, the first Saw, it was like only what, shot in like 16 days, it was like 16 or 18 days. Yeah, um, he, they had so little to work with, but did so much. Uh, and like the I think franchise the budget for that was like only like 50,000 or something like that. No, that was uh, paranormal, if I'm not mistaken. Most of that was just uh, the camera equipment. Yeah. Um, but uh, like they, did, they didn't have a big budget. Uh, no, they really the didn't. The way they did everything is just so unique. They were able to like use such minimal things to make this movie feel like it was as big as it was. And I loved I it. And they did such a good... Him and Lee Winnell yeah. did such a good job with that. And then I was going to go into Lee next because I actually don't... I absolutely fucking hate classics in modern times most of the yeah. time like most of the time i absolutely hate that i loved his telling of invisible man in today's world and how they did it that one was a I, good one i i loved it it was very subtle kind of practical in a sense if if you see the movie you'll get what i'm kind of hinting at in yeah. a way but it's just done very well it's a very good way to bring that old horror into a modern setting without oversaturating um cgi or all this other stuff without really changing mm -hmm. its core principle what was the what was the what was the movie with kevin bacon where he he turned himself invisible hollow man hollow man love hollow man that's a very that, good retelling of it too yep i like I like i think i think that there's certain movies that you can tell and retell in the horror genre alone that if done the right way, you can tell it a different way a million times and it'll yeah. never get stale. But then you have guys that are trying to like retell follow the trend. That's yeah, the they're trying to follow the trend. Like, like I'm sorry, like M. Night Shyamalan's heyday ended with signs. That was the last. Well, I, I, hold on. I might I might kick I might open my mouth and insert my foot because I have not seen his newest one. Knock at the cabin yet. I haven't seen that either. So for me, if we're going to go like on that specific director and stuff like that, I heard IRL piece of shit person. I don't know. Uh, this yeah. is what I've heard. As a director, I don't think he's the genius that everyone thinks he is. Says yeah. he is a kind of thing, but I do think he has a very good eye with a lot of things. And I do love his originality in certain things. I yeah. really like old. I thought that was very, very well done. I, that throws me I back didn't to mind that one. Yeah. Unbreakable, uh, Six Sense, um, Signs, like his older movies. It really yeah. throws me back to those. And I love that. And even with some of his more other ones that a lot of people don't like, um, was A Lady in the Water, uh, The Village. That one was, a, that one was okay. I mean, the Village was... Up, you know, 
I honestly, I like the village for what it was because if you weren't really paying attention to everything, that whole yeah. twist ending is literally like, yeah, this is stupid. Yeah. But when you understand that subtlety of everything they're trying to get at, I think I'm not trying to be that whole like five head. I know what I, I knew it from the beginning kind of thing. I didn't. Yeah. But like when you watch, you're like, that's so stupid. Then you watch it again. You see those signs of like, oh, this is all making sense now. If I've been paying attention or at least kind of try, yeah. try to put two and two together, you can kind of see it doing that way. That's that's honestly what made me not like the village was because I had to I like I didn't I didn't finish it the first time that I watched it because I watched it in uh I watched it in theaters with um my mom and somebody else I can't remember and we ended up having to leave uh before the end happened so it was when they were cornered by the monsters and all that stuff and then when the twist ending happened was when I watched it again at home on on a um, big surprise from Blockbuster. We rented it back when that was still a thing. And um, when we watched it, when I watched You're it really again, with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing my age. But yeah, we watched it. Uh, we rented it from Blockbuster. And then I watched it again at home. And when I saw the ending, I was kind of picking up on everything. So like everything that was that scared me in the movie theater wasn't scary when I watched it at home because I was kind of noticing. I was like, you also got to remember when you go to the theater, you're outside of your comfort zone. So you're expecting yeah. to be scared. You just don't know when it's coming. When you're at home, you're a little bit more relaxed. And when those scares do happen in any sense, you're like way more caught off guard, but you already know what you're kind of getting at the same way. Yeah. Um, regardless of all of that, it's like, I mean, I agree with you. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah. You, when you watch it a second time, you pick up a lot more. Um, yeah, yeah. But another one that popped in my head just now with the whole evil triumphing over good and stuff like that is again, Ooh. surprise, surprise, the Sam Raimi movie, Drag Me to Hell. Like Ooh. I liked how they did that. The way they the way it was like, oh, they're gonna get a, she's gonna get away, this, that, and the other thing. All of a sudden it's just like, oh no, she still has, I think it was like a coin. Fucking literally it was the train a track open. It was a button, that's what it was. Yeah. And the, yep. the whole train track's open, and she literally gets dragged to hell and kind of puts it back in nice and neat. It's like that's a good way to end a movie, and that's how you should do it. Like, I yeah. hate the whole good always wins because we we all live in the real world here. How often like, does that fucking happen? <laughs> yeah. Like I like honestly, a lot of people don't like the the drag me to hell for the simple fact that it was like the CGI was bad, but like I liked it for being an it's, original it's, concept. It, not only that, but it's like I, I biases a man. Sam Raimi yeah. can't do wrong. Like again, I'm not the biggest fan of Multiverse of Madness, but I love that movie so much because Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, <laughs> yeah, that's what made me like it. I was like, oh, this is this isn't what I was expecting, but you know what, Sam Raimi good good job good friggin exactly. job it, it's just yeah you, you can't help but love it because of sam raimi for one yeah but, i mean it's, it's a fine movie for whatever it is i'm very yeah. heavily biased on the marvel movies so we're, we will, that'll be a whole nother conversation <laughs> like my uh, okay so let's see a good a good what if evil had won in horror for me honestly is something i've always asked is what if the uh oh god what is the name of it pazuzu what if pazuzu hadn't gone into the priests and stayed in the little girl like like would we have had a number two would we have had an you know like what like like would she it's, would it have taken like a damien approach like an omen well because that's that's the literal devil birth or like antichrist born you know yeah um, that's through, another good religious horror movie. movie yeah um but um the original not the remake though god 
<laughs> no, that original is super dated though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Remake's not bad for what it is, but at the same time, like they CGI'd way too much. Not not enough oh, practical I effects. I, I can agree with that in some senses, but I, I still enjoy it. But um yeah. like it, one of two things are gonna happen. It's either gonna do if you're doing the what if they'd stayed in um the little girl, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I can't um, either. I think it was like I don't even remember. I'm gonna Google, I'm gonna Google it. Okay. Um one of two things are going to happen. They're either a killing the girl to kill the demon or right. they're just successful in banishing it back to hell. That's like the literal only two uh, things that would happen. If you look at it in a quote unquote realistic way or as realistic as you can be would be that way, at least in my opinion, because how else would it be? I mean, she trying to go or the, the uh, Pazuzu tries to go into the actual father doesn't seem as likely as opposed to the priest itself. Or it goes into the mother and they rinse Regan. the whole cycle. Regan, thank you. Yeah. Welcome. Um, 1973. Jesus. Yeah, I told you. The movie's a fucking 50-year-old movie. I, th- I thought it came out in the 80s. What was I thinking? Uh, probably <laughs> the third one was like late 80s, early 90s, I think, or mid-90s. Because it that's was. considered the second best one from that franchise, yeah. I think. I didn't like the second. I didn't like the second one all that, all that as much as I did the first one, in all honesty. Just for the simple fact that it was like, it wasn't enough of the horror element that made the first one scary. It was trying to, it was trying to modernize with like the whole jump scare factor of like the eight that the eighties was doing with everything. I'll be real with you. I haven't seen the Exorcist franchise in at least like eight years, seven, eight years. <laughs> I watched it not too long ago. Honestly, it was, it, it, it like. It brought back a lot of like, like nostalgia. So I went down like a whole rabbit hole of like old movies that I used to love to watch. But I started off in the horror genre because that's when I watched The Blob. I watched The Thing from Outer Space. I watched um, the 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 creature from the Black Lagoon, and um, Franken and uh, uh, Frankenstein's Bride. That mm. is as cheesy as that one was. I that's one well, of my all time favorites. Classic though. It's that's a classic. Yep. Um, if we're going like old school movies, like obviously the old creature features, monster horror movies, Dracula, Frankenstein, and all that. Yep. Um, like some of those have been brought to like modern times very, very mm-hmm. well. Some have, obviously, a lot haven't. Um, but one of the things that like I really, really dislike, uh, or like I hate about the whole like good triumphing over is like literally it's just the whole towards the very end. It's like show your inner love, kind of. Uh, reveal oh my god sense. yes it's not like, like your typical or actual like hey we again like fought to earn this kind of thing it's just literally like love conquers all which again i get i understand the whole concept i just i'm tired of it prime yeah. example again the conjuring but then again that's also based off a true story so that's different but the whole yeah they just see the light quote unquote you're done you're good Ooh, all's done and over with <laughs> and believe it or not i've actually heard the the real story of the conjuring and apparently it was there there's a lot of stuff that was left out because the little girls that were uh, or the the children from the that the that the move of from the movie that the that the actual events are based off of are still alive they're like 50 something 60 something now because this happened in like the 70s yes. and um they said that oh, that the story left out a lot of stuff there was a point to where the father of the girls punched the husband. I can never remember his name of the 
the the the wife and the husband that came to help investigate what was their names they're famous for oh. annabelle no uh, i know oh my god i'm drawing a huge blank right now i can see the actresses and the actor's face so clear right now yeah the the Warren. that uh Warren. Warren's. yep yep the father oh actually punched the uh the husband the the husband of of uh of the warrens because the mother at one point was standing in front of him as he was like saying a prayer or something along those lines i might be messing up this that part of the story but she got thrown across the room and hit hit a wall and he thought that the husband did it so the dad socked the warren uh socked the male warren in the face Ed because and Lorraine. He, i remember their names now. Ed and yep, Lorraine Ed. Warren. He socked Ed. He socked Ed. He socked Ed Warren in the face because he thought that he threw his wife, but mm-hmm. it it wasn't it wasn't him. It was what was ever whatever was in the house. And fun well, fact: you can actually remember. spend you can actually spend the night in the Conjuring house. Yes, in that house, I I have heard of that. Um, no, what I was gonna say is that um, oh, lost train of thought right there. Uh, you were gonna say a fun fact. Now I was about to say a fun fact too. I forgot now. Anywho, <laughs> that's yeah. it. Sorry, that was my fault. Head and left. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the con- the conjuring would be is I I honestly I don't like that trope where it's like, oh, all we had to do to banish the evil was show our love. Yeah, it's it's a it's a common trope. It's a consistent trope. Uh, but again, that's mostly again with like religious horror and stuff. When it comes to like yeah. creature features, I I'm tired of stupid characters. I am so tired of stupid characters because they do have some great initial main character energy throughout some of them but it's like mm-hmm. i want an actual intellectual intellectual if i can actually say the word uh <laughs> movie where you have all these people that know what they're doing in a survival situation or horror movie situation kind of thing right and do everything to a t perfectly and still go wrong that's what i like and one yeah uh, one thing that i like and like how things snowball really fast in horror movies and like how because you know how like some people like this would never happen in two hours five hours the whole like Oh, during a zombie apocalypse, we'd be able to stop it super fast because people aren't that dumb. Lo and behold, you know, world is already turned over to zombies because people are dumb. Um, yeah, it's like the and uh, Evil Dead the remake when they first find the Necronomicon and fucking hippie Jesus is like, do literally the reading in Latin, do not open this, <laughs> do not speak, and so forth, and proceeds to fucking do it. It's like, come on, that's a I felt effect. so bad for hippie Jesus. Fuck it. He got so he's so bad. So bad. It's so so good. I cannot wait for the new one. So I'm so excited. I like I I watched the trailer of it um a couple weeks ago. And it like it's it it piqued my interest because I was gonna do a reaction to it. Um and I just I totally spaced on it. I'm not even gonna lie, I totally spaced on it. But the part that really got me in the first trailer that I saw was she shoots up or the, the, the little girl says mommy. And then she goes, mommy's not here right now. And then shoots up out of the tub. And I'm like, Oh, they're starting strong. Okay. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's just, there's a lot of good and love behind that. And I cannot wait because they, yes. they did such good care of the first one. Oh my God. That was so good. Done very well. Even with like a, a lot of it is practical effects. There yeah. is some CG and you can tell where it is, but like, it's just, how practical that movie is and how it's just shot and done so well is so fucking good oh the first, my god I love I'm, it. I'm not gonna lie when it came to me watching the first one that was the first scary movie that actually scared me in a really long time because like they're like the 
I watched all of the Paranormal Activity movies up to that point, and they, like you know the jump scares get you. You're like, oh crap. But, see the thing with see the thing with paranormal is you know how you have those tropes where music amplifies insinuating something's going to happen or the music's mm-hmm. dead and it's like yep. okay you know something's going to happen. Paranormal yeah. has that too because you have the little vibration sound effect to let you know when the ghost activity is happening kind of thing. And I yeah. hated that because it's like I like it when it's like what if there's just no sound and it just fucking happens it makes it so much yeah. more impactful. I, that's what I like more. And don't get me wrong, I understand like you need an audio cue and so on and so forth. To, for the audience mostly yeah but god i hate it i just want like ambient sound nothing and then fucking just hard hit home or no yep. sound whatsoever as it's just still ambient noise you know like you're just hearing yeah. no music and stuff like that just raw sound because it sounds so much better it it's I more agree. terrifying it's because like what, what's really funny is they conducted a study I, I, like fun fact about horror genre is they conducted a study i think this was back in the early 2000s and they wanted to see what scared people more. Was it the sound or the visual aspect? Because we are, the way we evolved as, as people, however you want to look at that, whatever the case is, with our eyes facing front, we, our, brain, our brains work off of a threat being in front of us a lot quicker than us hearing a scary sound. So what they did is they took a large group of people, I think it was like a hundred and some people, and they put them in a room where they would play suspenseful music and then scare them. Or they would they and they did it with that video of the car driving and then the thing (laughs) and and the thing for the for the visual cue. And they took that they took the entire thing out and they just had the car driving. The first one was like a bunny or something like that. And then a monster popped up on the screen and scared him. And then the um, then they played the car driving and then the thing pops up on the you can still find it on YouTube and the thing pops up on. It was some kind of like auto insurance or something like that. The thing pops up on the screen and scares them. They got more of a reaction out of that than they did the initial video. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't have like the suspenseful music or anything like that. Audio there was no cues. audio cues. <laughs> And that's and that's one of the things for me like with i'm a I'm an audiophile when it comes to horror movies because i love mm-hmm. hearing like either the visceral squelches and rips and tears or like just that ambient sound that horror is really known for because it sets up so much more um, i have to agree point an example the movie i didn't care for but um i think it's uh in the earth i think is what it was called it's a very like nature horror movie i've heard and, of that one uh, it's different. I, I like it for what it is. Is it right. fantastic by any means? No. <laughs> but it, I liked it for what it was. Um, but like, it's a lot of audio cues and like, um, just hearing some of the stuff, you do feel uneasy. And it's like, ooh, I like this, but there's really no big payoff for it. But it's just used cues really, really well. Yeah. I, I like that. Like, that's one trope in horror movies that I never get tired of is the, is, 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 a combination of the ambient sound and the visuals because there is a movie that i watched oh geez i haven't watched it in so long um as above so below fucking love that movie oh my I, god i like using that movie set yes. me through the fucking roof i liked it not only for the storytelling aspect of it but you don't know in that and this carries into the subject that we're talking about it, you don't know if the good one or the bad one in that one 
because of the simple in, in that movie because of the simple fact that when at spoiler alert if you haven't seen it for like a, i think it's like a 10 year old movie now i think it's like seven six or seven year old movie it's not that old yeah no i think i think it, it came out sometime in the 2010s if i remember correctly yeah, it did yeah and they uh is that when she exits she doesn't know if she's in her world or in a different world. So you don't know if the good one or the bad one in that outcome because of the simple mm-hmm. fact is that it's like, it gives you that inception. Like, is she awake or is she still in hell? Because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're getting with that. Um, that actually had one of my favorite audio cues when they first get into the water and the whole audio just, like, deafens. Oh, like, my God, that was first so that bad. Happened, me and my wife looked at I each other it. like... Are we hearing this right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but as you're speaking with the whole, like, what if, like, in that situation, or is she in her world or still in hell kind of thing, brings me to the whole, um, the descent. Did, did she actually get out? Was that a hallucination? Or is she hallucinating she's still back in the cave? And it's, you know, because I know in the sequel, they kind of bring it back that she escaped kind of sense. I don't remember. Yeah. I never saw the sequel one. I've I didn't either. Heard of it. But um, it's that whole situation too. Are they out? Are they not? Um, mm-hmm. One one movie I would love, I would absolutely love a modernization of, but it won't ever be as visceral as it needs to be. So I'm not going to be happy with it. Would be like Event Horizon because I think that's a very very Ooh. good one as well. I would have to agree. I would have to agree. The there there was one movie that they planned to do a sequel of, and I cannot remember the name of it. It was it came out around the same time that The Descent did but it took a different approach where if you got bit by the thing that was in the cave, you turned into the thing. And it was like some kind of like apex predator. Um, and it had, I think it had Jessica Alba in it or Jessica Beale. One of the, one of the famous Jessica's. <laughs> one of the Jessica's. One of the Jessica's. <laughs> I, 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 get, I get those two mixed up all the time. I can't remember um, the name of it. I, I know what you're talking about. I remember hearing about it. I never saw it. So I, I, I don't know about that, but I have heard of it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to Google it, but yeah, basically that that one was kind of a the bad one in that one because of the simple fact that like everybody like everybody that was supposed to make it out the main characters made it out but one of the main characters had actually gotten bitten prior to getting out and she was starting to turn into the thing so like now it being a apex predator in the cave by itself that ate humans and hunted humans was now in the outside world where it had an unlimited food source and an unlimited mm-hmm. uh I guess you could say breeding grounds. I would say breeding grounds, game grounds. It's got it's open territory, mm-hmm. and that's that's one of those things where you're just kind of like, I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted a sequel for that one. And you know, sorry, no, that's something that just popped in my head. I apologize. Is that no? You're fine. You know, Go ahead. You were saying you were saying how the creatures out in the open and stuff like that mm-hmm. into the real world. One of the things that just popped in my head about it is like tropes. I, I'm so tired of like all these horror movies, and it's like they're running down the street that like screaming killer or whatever and mm-hmm. the lights go on and stuff it's like do you know how many people that <laughs> would just still be popping out to be nosy as fuck and or you see some dude just like excuse me a reason to get my gun out there's a monster let's go who's not doing that it's not the descent yeah there like there's a lot of horror movies that i would love to honestly see just done away with and it's like it's like the it's like the overplayed like like as much as i love scream queens like the like the like the the fight like the last girl i'm so tired movies yeah i'm like i don't like the final girl movies like like is i'm situational on them personally Uh, yeah like Like scream like scream one love it 
Scream one set a lot of tropes. Don't get me wrong, but I do yes. agree that's a very good good one with there. Um, but I was gonna say like um, Sanctum. Fuck, I just lost the game. No, that wasn't it. Sanctum. I was gonna say Sanctum doesn't sound like that would be it. The cave, Jesus, the cave, the, the that cave. Was a... that, that... <laughs> Pretty obvious the answer, huh? That we both missed. <laughs> They're in this cave. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was like, they were in a cave that had cave things that were creatures. <laughs> like, what was but, it? Um, like my my favorite final girl kind of movie that like plays into the tropes but does at the same time is uh, Ready or Not. Like. It, Mainly because, uh, like, fucking, oh, what am I drawing a blank on her name? Samara Weaving. Um, how her screams are so good. And that's why I think it makes a really good. Hers are very guttural. Yes. And it's so good. Um, yes. Like Nev Campbell in Scream. You know, yep. like, there's very, very specific instances where it makes sense. It is a very, like, especially in series, like, trope with, like, you know, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Friday the 13th, Halloween. A lot of them are very trope-esque and kind of set those yep. tropes. But uh, when it's done in a different light, again, like, for me personally, saying, like, uh, are you read are ready or not, is that it's not really, like, her actively fighting to be the final girl. She's, like, only the final girl because, like, she's forced in this fucked up situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas the other ones, it's like they there could there is a possibility of multiple final people in a sense. Yeah, there's like there there's a lot of worn out tropes that I would like to see done away with. Honestly, it's like the like oh for like sure, the, but it, unfortunately you won't get it right now. <laughs> yeah, like that like like what was it when we had like that whole string of movies that followed the paranormal activity trope to where it was just oh, nothing yeah. but jump scares throughout the entire movie. And you're just like sitting there and you're like, oh, can I just like get like something that actually makes me terrified? And then that's yeah, that I, I get that because like that's where my creature features come in because I love seeing again, even if it's a man in a suit, that's so much more better than just a yeah. CGI thing. It, it's something Agreed. to react to. That's that's one of the things I love. I mean, also the thing I love, too, is like um, it's more action movie than horror, but it still classifies under the horror is the Predator franchise. But the first one specifically where. Yes. If you watch thoroughly, there's certain scenes where they'll just pan the camera up into the jungle, and there's a small section on everywhere where you can see where they put the uh, infrared suit so they can do the little camouflage uh, yeah. screen on it, and it's in almost every single scene of those. Yeah. And it's like those yeah. kind of things where if you don't know that, but then you start noticing it more watch-throughs or like a behind-the-scene thing, and it's like, wow, and then you start looking for it. Like That kind of shit makes it so much better, too, <laughs> where they're what? right in your face, but they're not. My fav- my favorite trope in all of horror is honestly the don't show it. Don't show they don't show the monster until they absolutely have to because yes, because it, your imagination runs way more wild. You, yeah, your vision in your head is way more terrifying than what you're getting. But even still, it could be a different terrifying like when you watch it on screen. Like, oh, I was expecting something worse, but this is actually, in fact, worse than I thought of, or something like that. Yeah, but I do. I do agree. Although that also is the the expectation goal, because in like in your head, you're like, I'm waiting for this really big badass creature, and then you get, you know, whatever. And it's like, oh, that's kind of whatever. <laughs> yeah. One one movie that I actually think they did they did okay with that aspect on, but I dislike the movie itself is the Babadook. I don't like the I... Babadook movie. I enjoy it for what it was. If we're going with that kind of trope, because I think it's that's the also another that. uh, the bad. I, I, that's another one that we don't know if the bad one or 
they lost. Technically, yeah, because it's like kept as a pet in a sense at the very end. Yeah. Um, Or they're like kind of mutual buddies at that point, I guess. But yeah. um, like, because I think it was the same director that did the Baba Duke and uh, Midsummer, but Midsummer is like a folk, earth, na- nature horror kind of thing, like a cult horror done yeah. very, very well. I absolutely love Midsummer. Now I didn't I mind it. Hereditary. It was a good movie. I hate oh my Hereditary. god! Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of Hereditary. Is, is either, is either I'm thinking Hereditary and uh, Midsummer are the same director. I think I can't mm-hmm. remember now. But um, they, they were. I yeah, think I so think Baba Duke. Like, I, I think. That's the same director for the Babadook, Midsummer, and Hereditary. I could be wrong. I, if, I, you might be right. I don't remember that director off the top of my head. I'm not really familiar with their work all the time. Uh, yeah. I recently just got into more, like, focusing on, like, more modern stuff, like, getting in with, like, more with James Wan, like, with, you know, Megan and I stuff. I like James Wan. <laughs> yeah. Like, I absolutely I, love Wan. I, like, the thing that made me not like Hereditary is that they tried to put too much story and too much plot into too little of the movie i feel that that's kind of like my same argument with lords of salem in a sense uh but like i what i did like with hereditary again is like how you see the son suffering for his quote-unquote sin and everything like that and like how he's getting fucked up i love when he starts freaking out in class that was like my favorite scene from that movie but um I, I'm I, my favorite scene actually made me laugh. It's where the mom chases him up into the attic and she starts pounding her head onto the attic door oh, while she's yeah. like, flo- like I died laughing at that part because like <laughs> I thought she was like, fl- like floating and like beating on it with her hand. But when it came to her, like on all fours and just like thrashing her forehead onto it, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, it's just, there's a lot of tropes if we're gonna go with like tropes and stuff like that yeah there's a lot that i would like to see gone um, jennifer the, uh, jennifer kent directed the babadook who directed okay. summer but yeah i was gonna say because i thought those were separate that's why i corrected myself when i said uh hereditary because I, I think it was hereditary and midsummer that are same director there's there's she also directed babe pig in the city and how the how the duke stole christmas oh my god did not know about those nice <laughs> um what? but the whole like what if good had one what's another good one i would would love to see a continuation but not really because uh i like how it was is um robert rodriguez's uh dawn of the dead how Ooh, i know yeah. the whole zombie infestation which is usually a trope i absolutely despise but i love how they did that because it felt overwhelming and they had multiple ways to try and deal with them but it's still super hard and blah 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 but um, ari ari aster directed midsummer and hereditary yeah that's what it was I, I knew there was uh, something. So I was wrong. Like, I loved the director for this one, but hated them for this one, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I remember that now. Um, some 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 horror directors I've noticed is that when they try to do other movies outside of like something that was really good, and they try to take an original take on like a secondary movie, sometimes that second one is either a hit or a miss. Uh, I, I get that. I get that. But again, it really depends because um. Um, Mike Flanagan, uh, my wife praises, my brother praises Mike Flanagan. Um, the only one that I, the only work I have seen from him that I've absolutely loved has been Oculus. Um, I've heard I didn't I need mind to that watch, movie. It was pretty good. Uh, I, I heard I need to watch a uh, Blind Manor and Haunting of Hill House. I have yet to see those. Uh, I actually I like Haunting of Hill House. I would say I've heard that some of his best work and a lot of people really enjoy it. But it's like just because a director for me, this is just me speaking just mm-hmm. because a director does something I like does not mean I'm going to like all their work. Point yeah. of example, 
Lucas, Spielberg, fantastic directors. They made a lot of movies I don't like. <laughs> yeah. They've also made a lot of movies I do like. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. Like not Spielberg is a fucking did hit. great on did great on E.T. and Jaws. I fucking hate E.T. though. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. gonna say. I hate <laughs> E.T. Like that is one of those movies. Like again, I don't care how well it's praised or how everyone loves it. I fucking despise that movie. <laughs> do you like it though? That's great. Whatever. <laughs> it's just not my movie. But um Oh wait, no, that wasn't that that wasn't that wasn't Spielberg that directed E.T. And Jaws. He Spielberg directed Jaws, but Lucas directed E.T. I'm so sorry. I mixed those up. Was that what it was? Yeah, because E.T. because the E.T. aliens are actually in um uh, they're, Star Wars. they're in Star Wars, yeah, but I don't think he directed it. It should still have been uh Spielberg for the sole fact of because uh, that's one of his biggest pieces. That's also why uh You're right. I'm sorry. Ambien is one of the his biggest uh producing companies because he works with yep. them a lot. Yeah, I'd, like there's a it's lot just, of. Dirt. I think I think it was that Lucas wanted to like have part of Spielberg with him in the Star Wars universe, and that's kind of why they're included in there. I think that makes sense. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I on would. That. I would honestly like to see Spielberg take a spin on a, a like if not a creature feature, some kind of horror esque movie. I think he would do really good. He's done his- several, depending on how you look at them. He, I mean, because again, Jaws can falls right into the core category of horror. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was that was the movie that demonized sharks. That's the movie that made me scared of open water. That's what made a lot of people scared of open water. <laughs> yeah, it really did. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I remember hearing stories like when that movie was released, that like literally beaches were dead for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and then like they had like they it it also launched a lot of good for the shark community too. Because that's when it oh, like it did. but it, it also put, demonized like, them a lot more too. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, because. I don't care. I don't care how many people say, oh, you know, the likelihood of a great white attacking you while you're in waist deep water. Isn't that Is isn't that bad? Zero percent. Then I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Like. But yeah, like I like I get the whole some director. I like I like I'm a big I, I, like I'm a big proprietor of a lot of scary movies. But just because I like one director doing one specific movie doesn't mean I'm going to like all other movies. So I have to agree with yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. That, Cause, because they're, don't get me wrong. They can be great at all their works in some people's eyes, but like you have to agree to disagree or just say this was a huge hit and a miss and say for what it is. If you truly love something, yeah. you're willing to shit on the things you love <laughs> to be like, yeah. I understand it has its faults. You know that it's got some problems. I yeah. Mean, Cause again, like, <laughs> cause like I loved M night Shyamalan's early work. You had friggin', um, uh, the, the sixth sense signs unbreakable, unbreakable. signs yeah the fucking those those are great comes all of his work after great. that i haven't i haven't liked i haven't liked any of them i haven't I, I didn't like village i didn't i didn't like old i like i i liked the concept of it but it was just kind of like what like like what exactly was the the twist what was the what was the no, supposed no, I, yeah no i get that i 100 get that uh that one was one of those ones that i i personally enjoyed how it was and yeah the right it was i mean again yeah no it's no by any means like oh my god this is a fantastic movie uh yeah it, it, it is trying something new i did enjoy how it was and the way he went about it but yeah. again i just hate the whole their the people's stupidity or like the greed and so on and so forth i understand it's for a good cause kind of thing but like i'm just so tired of like just 
stupid particular reasons like oh yeah like again with the uh, lights out i brought this up last time how it's yeah. like this is your mother's friend who died back you know when they were kids kind of thing now she's like haunting and making sure whatever blah 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 bullshit yeah i don't like, I, I, just, I haven't so rewatched that one because it. I, it was just so dumb i did not yeah, like that movie i didn't like it same with fucking it followed oh, <laughs> oh my god it fought like like it would have been Ghost scary <laughs> It would have been scary. Yeah, that's essentially what it was. It would have been scary if it had something to make it scary. Like if it had yeah. like you have so long before it picks up speed or it like they're, they're Not like this, I'm walking at a consistent pace for one and two. It's literally just the whole how do you get rid of this? There's no quote unquote real way to get rid of it. You just have sex with the next person and pass it on and so on yep. and so forth. And like yep. uh, I thought that's fucking stupid, but it's yeah. just me. I, I heard some of my friends be like, yeah, the movie was terrifying. I was like, what part? Like, there was only really, like, one part I could say was somewhat scary, and that was the part where, like, the really tall guy, like, just appeared out of the darkness behind the girl in the hallway, and I was just like, oh, okay, that got me a little bit. Nothing but, like, scared me, but there are scenes in that movie that I will appreciate. Like, the whole pool scene was really, really cool. I did yeah. like how that was shot. I thought that I was very, agree. very well done. Uh, when they're on the beach and they swing the chair and then you just see the sand fly and stuff like that. thought that was really yeah. clean. Um, but overall, it is just terrible. But, no, there's certain things that uh, the movie did bring. I just, I think what makes it scary is that whole the whole concept of like hey here's you get you know unlimited money for life but there will be a snail chasing you and it's immortal it can never die and at some point it'll get you it's that thought process of like oh shit where is it i yeah. think is what's more scary than anything but it just didn't come off that way if that makes yeah. sense and i found a loophole for the whole snail thing is you take it you contain it in a in in some kind of like something that is sealed once and once it's sealed it can never be open and drop it in the mariana trench fair but you gotta remember this thing's considered immortal and we'll find yeah. a way to get to you it's there, there's a will or a way kind of thing i know what i know what you're getting at but yeah that's the, the the thought process is that it's always able to move towards you <laughs> yeah even though even though it's at the bottom even though it's at the bottom of the mariana trench by the time that it actually gets out you'll be dead it's like it's like there there goes the horror factor i just got to figure out what to catch it with and just bloop yeah fair fair but that that i think that's the, th the the way they were trying to go about it is that whole yeah oh where is it where is it it's just it's not shot that way or felt that way it just feels super rushed that like this ghost out of nowhere closed you know 40 miles when like yeah. other times it came closed 10 feet in front of it <laughs> yeah and like I, like they're like the thing that i think would have honestly would have made that film kind of, like in this that that film as much as i as much as you and i both dislike it that is honestly a good example of what if the bad had won because there there's no definitive Real way, way for it to be it for it to be dead that's what i was using it as too is because it's consistently going yep and there's so, like no there's no way to be like haha our power of friendship did away with it or we found out it's one weakness they shot it they electrocuted it they freaking tried whatever. to drown it it was like it's just like got up out of the pool and it's like it's right there Pow! I get it. Pow pow. It's like, like, like that. Like that was that was one to where it was kind of like because they hinted at it having killed the person that they had passed it on to. Because at mm -hmm. the end of the movie, as they're walking down the sidewalk, there's no one behind them, and then it shows their faces, 
and they're like, I think we're going to be okay. And then it shows them walking towards the camera and there's someone walking behind them now. And it was just like, are you though? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's one of those very small ones that I'll agree with that. You can use that really, really well with it, that, that category because <laughs> otherwise it's like really fits into nothing else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least me. Cause like, I, I think like, it, like you can only do, you can only do what if the bad had won in horror movies as far as like supernatural goes and creature features go because yeah, if you go the into the ass, alive well i mean yep. that's like uh what is it species and that's how they spawned like three of those yeah like there was still a seedling child whatever you call it alive that just kind of grew up and did its own thing that was um, such a that was such a weird movie but i i enjoyed the species franchise it's definitely a franchise <laughs> <laughs> like i enjoyed it as like a guilty pleasure kind of thing it wasn't like oh my god this is a masterpiece it was like oh yeah no i i, I love guilty pleasures trust me i mean like yeah. i said fucking 50s movies are some of my guilty pleasures having like movies like tarantula them so on and so forth uh war <laughs> of the worlds <laughs> I, I love Tarantula for the simple fact that I, I, I somehow, I, this is back in way, way, my, one of my favorite things to do is honestly watch horror movie bloopers. And I oh, somehow oh yeah, managed no, to watch the bloopers, bloopers of Tarantula. Like of best. No, those are some of the best things ever. I, I think, <laughs> I, I just love bloopers in general. Like I, I yeah. told my wife and a bunch of my friends, like I honestly would like to be famous just to do bloopers. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love seeing like like serious movies, horror movies, or um, all this other stuff, and um, just having like the like you break and just like say stupid shit, like bumble over words or whatever. It's just yeah. I love bloopers. They're so fucking fantastic. But my my one of my all time favorite bloopers, honestly, is from Rob Zombie's Halloween, because there was there was supposed to be something that happened, and. Michael and Michael is just like standing there waiting for like the door to, to open, but the actor on the other side of the door missed their cue. So he like sits, he stands there, knocks on the window and like peers in like, like you or I would to be like, Hey, are you home? And he just like stands up and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> and uh, the blooper I saw for tarantula was the scene where it had where they had it coming up over the, the the hill after it became big and it came up over the hill and then something spooked it and instead of it descending down onto the town it like scurried off in a different direction you heard like someone yell off camera i think i think it was a woman but it could have been a guy because i mean let, let's face facts i like i have a roach fly at my face and i'm like ah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> and it was like it was like one of those kinds of screams where you're just like screamed like that it, like it was it was pretty funny because like the handler was like underneath it with like its container or something like that and he was like go on go on and it like crawled up sat on top of the mountain ridge and was supposed to descend down onto the little town that they had and then something spooked it so it went from standing here to just and then someone off camera just screams <laughs> yeah you just you just hear them freak out yeah <laughs> <laughs> And I I love bloopers from horror movies because they are some of the best because you know they're supposed to be serious. You know this scene is supposed to be scary, but somebody trips and you're just like, Pfft. yeah, yeah. You can't you can't help but uh fucking laugh or whatever. Because <laughs> the actor that played uh the Michael Myers, I I don't know his name. I wish I did. The uh, shape. Who played, it, yeah, who played uh, Michael in in Rob Zombies? 
uh, retelling of Halloween, there was a scene where he burst through a door, but he came in too early and missed his cue, and he scared the actors there. And <laughs> instead of them trying to run away, they were like, "Whoa, whoa!" That was uncalled for. <laughs> and he's just like sitting there and he gets closer and he just starts laughing. Like you can see his shoulders moving and it's just like, <laughs> and then like some of the blood props go wrong. And the actor that's getting stabbed is just like laughing while it's happening. Cause it was supposed to come out in like a spurt out of like his neck, but instead it sprays up onto his face and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I love those kind. It's also like, um, like one of my favorite things too is like what's happened with some movies where they don't tell the actors like they tell them hey this is what's going to happen but it's like not full detail and stupid shit ha or like the more authentic feel is like yep. with uh alien the chest burster like they knew blood was gonna be sprayed at them but not that copious amount so that's all their real reactions of just like oh fuck <laughs> like oh my god my and a, a good example of this which is actually outside of horror but i think should be included in horror was from uh jurassic park because I've never seen any of the Jurassic movies, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's just never been, like, dinosaurs have never been something for me that I've been like, oh, neat. It's just like... Fair, it, fair. Like, it, it, it was just never something that piqued my interest. And, you know, not saying that they're bad movies. Like, and I, and I'll never say that, but... You definitely say that with this new trilogy at times, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> but the scene where the T-Rex bit into the Jeep where the kids were... It wasn't supposed to come through the metal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that whole uh, safety glass wasn't supposed to prop down like that. And so when it did, yeah. that's literally their general reaction of fear. <laughs> yeah. Cause they were like, ah, and the, and the director's like, keep rolling. Like, that's, a, I'm sorry. That's a dickhead move. If two well, kids are genuinely scared, but Spielberg but, knows how to shoot the film. I mean, it turned out very, very well. <laughs> yeah. And, um, the uh the actor another another fun fact i found out the actor bill skarsgård that played uh it in the new in the new uh franchise of it he can actually make his eyes go in different mm -hmm. directions and a lot of people the, thought that was cg for the longest time and the yeah. trailer until they did an interview with him he's like no that's all me <laughs> yeah he's like i can do it and, and what's funny is that he actually did it to one of the actors because they didn't the know that yeah, yeah. it actually hater. scared him. That's one of my favorite pictures on the internet because you see him like, stand huh? there talking. And he's just like, because <laughs> he actually just does like, the face because yeah, he's like, no. it's so great. It's worth Fantastic. it's worth a search. It'll make your day. I, th yeah, I think I've first seen it on Tumblr. I don't. Oh my god, I haven't been on that site in fucking years. Um, anyway. might have been Reddit, <laughs> but yeah, like that's what that's what honestly made me like the newer it because i love the original it with tim curry love tim curry he like like there's I'm always biased towards curry i will always be biased like my favorite film he's ever yep. done is still legend I'm, I'm biased actually it's either clue legend or ferngoli bias I, that, that i have those my three all three of those are the same for me oh, like, like i would say and rocky horror can't go wrong with that oh yeah like anything that tim curry was in i watched as a kid just because i loved his voice i love how he spoke i loved his mannerisms oh. but I honestly wish that he would have kind of did the more Vincent Price approach and did some more scary movies along the line, along those lines. Cause I feel that, I feel that, but like, I, the funny thing is I love Vincent Price. Vincent Price is one of my favorite actors. Yes. One of my favorite voices. Um, my, my favorite thing with Vincent Price ever is still, uh, Tim Burton's little short film. He did Vincent, uh, this is his first yes. emotion, uh, and it's voiced by Vincent Price. Just fucking fell in love with that. But, um, that's one of the things I do love about Curry 
over Vincent is that he is one of those actors that has done a little bit of everything. Because I mm-hmm. love when you see predominant like uh, comedy people or like comics or um, like serious actors do opposites and do comedy, yeah. do horror, do a drama or something like that. Like a prime example for me that I always use is like you always hear John Goodman as being this you know happy go lucky guy. I mean, mm-hmm. he does like the occasional like bad role, like in um, Oh Brother Where Art Thou or um, the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. Thank you. He, he uh, wasn't. He was out of his element in that one, but I think he did really well. Yeah, but you normally know him as the funny guy. My yeah. my favorite film with him in it that where he's completely polar opposite is like Thirteen Cloverfield Lane. He does a fantastic job in that. Yeah, I I I have to agree on that because like he was not John Goodman. He was yeah. he was. He was John Goodman, but he wasn't John Goodman. He wasn't the, the, the hey. Prime, yeah, it's like another one for me that I always use as an example is uh, Robin Williams. You always know him as the comic, the nice guy and so on and so forth, but I love him in 24-hour photo. There like, was just... another movie that he did that I, it was where he passed away and then he had to go from heaven and descend into hell to get his wife. And I can't Not remember. Not a bell to me. I can't remember the name of the movie. I'm going to have to Google that one. That, but that feels very Dante's Inferno de, uh, Divine Comedy. <laughs> Let me see. What movie? And the, another good one, another good one, honestly, is 23 with um, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah. No, that, that, one, that one, that was his first, like, serious role, and I was like, wow. Well, it's like, it had... uh, speaking of characters out of element like that, like with uh, Jim Carrey in 23, it's like uh, Adam Sandler in Punch Drunk Love. It's one of his Ooh, more yeah. serious roles. And it's like, wow, this, you know, it was still a Adam funny Sandler. movie. It, it can be. Yeah. But it's like, I, I love him in that movie. Um, but it's like small things like that. Uh, I, I really do appreciate. Um, and then with the whole like uh, good overcoming evil on some other aspects that I would like to see a lot more is I would love to see a lot more creature features, like have the creature stay alive and win and continue yeah. in some sense, but like leave it as a one end or a one, one stop. Uh, what dreams may come. What dreams may come was the name of that movie. Ah, that's the name of that movie. Got it. Got it. It was a good movie. Very like, it made me cry. I watched it cause it came out in 1998. God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, like I, like, let's see for, for me, I would love to because they, they do it so much with the killer features. And that's something that I kind of would like to see done more with the supernatural aspect because of the simple fact that like I get that we've we've seen Michael come back and we've seen Freddie come back. We've seen Jason come back. We've seen the, the creeper come back. And it's just like, what about? when somebody finds their like what is some what, what what if like somebody you don't expect like I, my favorite my favorite kind of twist in a horror movie is the person that you don't expect like a little bit the the person yeah. you don't expect to win to be the one that actually kills the monster and like as far as I, that I, goes I will I will agree with that in the sense uh that as long as it's like to me makes sense not just to yeah. like give for for instance like let's say you know skinny nerdy kid that they used to use all the time in horror movies like yeah like doing it. It, I, yeah it's like that's justified because oh they wouldn't expect it kind of thing i like it where more it's like um what happened with uh ripley and alien where it's yep. like no one's expecting the women to live so yep. what if we make her live <laughs> and, and see it, how and it goes from there and they could spawn a fantastic franchise for the most part uh there's some movies i disagree with but that's a whole nother thing um i would argue that ripley was the one who brought in the last girl trope. Like I would, I would argue she's the first last girl. 
to the extreme. <laughs> mm, I think technically that's still my go-to. What, what, what's uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's name? Lori in Halloween, right? Lori Strode. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Lori would be because I do believe John Carpenter's uh, Halloween came out 77. Alien came out 79. I think. If I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I, I, would still, I would still throw it towards Halloween kind of setting up that trope. Halloween came out 1978. Oh, 78. I thought it was 77. I did too. That's why I was like, I, I knew one of them came out before the other one. Yeah, Alien yeah. was 79, if I'm not mistaken, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I would still say, yeah, Halloween probably yeah. would start the uh, final trope, uh, the final girl trope more than anything. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I t I, yeah. I take that back. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, like, I think she she just won an Oscar, too, by the way, for I, yeah, her, right. her role. Yeah, Which, I did see that. Good. You know, good to her. She's a great actress. But like, yeah, I'd have to I'd have to say that her between her and Ripley, they were like the first two final girls. But it's, I think that, that and that was set I, before it was a, a consistent thing. Yeah. But my thing is, is that like I think Ripley was the first one to be considered like the one that fought back, because Laurie Strode more so defended herself and ran for a lot but of that's the movie. That's a form of fighting back, if you, if yeah. you want to look at it that way. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's why I'm saying, like, I mean, yeah, Ripley was kind of forced to act because they're on a mm -hmm. literal space station. <laughs> yeah, like, she, uh, like so, it's out in space. What, what is she going to do? <laughs> yeah, she's like, she can run to next door and be like, hey, can you come help me with this problem over here? <laughs> you got a 12 gauge I can borrow. Yeah, exactly. Just blow the whole hole out. We'll, we'll, we'll all go. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, you know, there's a vacuum outside. This thing can only survive in oxygen. I got an idea. Let's just say fuck it. Uh, that's one of the things I actually liked about um, uh, what was that? Life, I think it was the Ryan Reynolds space movie. Uh, can't oh yeah, all the actors and actresses. I just remember Ryan Reynolds off the top of my head, but um, that, that's that a very was... good way. Jake Gyllenhaal was another one in there. Yeah, um, that movie's done fairly well with the whole how it's really like tense with the creature still consistently being in view, which is what I liked. Yeah, compared to like the Alien franchise where they really mostly keep it hidden away. Yeah, until you know the second one, but the first one. Yeah, so, and and like I like my thing with the Alien franchise is that they didn't they didn't they didn't go off the rails. They stayed true to like everything up till like for AVP. The, for the most part, see AVP I can only separate because uh, yeah, that's more of with like the books and the comics trope, not really like their own thing because there's only set Predator movies, set Alien movies, that's fair. but. Alien 3 is where I felt like it kind of dipped or they thought, hey, let's try and go back to our roots was poor. And then Alien Resurrection was like, hey, what if we tried to do Alien 2 now modern and, <laughs> or in the future kind of thing? And we got that. But like, More future, more now. Yeah, exactly. But I love Prometheus and I love Covenant. And I know a lot of people did not like Covenant, but I absolutely See, loved it. I liked Prometheus. I was kind of torn on Covenant. It's not, it's not that I didn't like it, but I didn't really not like it at the same time. Like I like no, I, get I, that. I liked it for the aspect that it like it continued the story and it furthered the story, but I still had questions after watching it. So the thing was is that Ridley Scott went on record, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, he wanted to do um several 
prequel movies to lead up to i think it's uh lv 174 134 137 something like that uh for mm-hmm. alien he right. was leading up to that that was the end goal and covenant was going to set up a colony kind of thing that re- uh, equates to where it was gonna go is where it was heading to but everyone was like oh david is the one that created them i don't agree with that i don't like that blah 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 and so that's where that whole uh, i think really is like i'm done for now until he feels like it's been enough time if he yeah. ends up doing it again because he wanted to continue i think he wanted to do at least three or four so it was prometheus covenant then he was gonna do like one or two more uh movies before kind of wrapping it up to send it to where alien took off yeah because the, the only question the only real question i had after covenant honestly was if david created them in the future how did the predators hunt them in the past because they showed the predators hunting like that like it was just a con it was just a uh, a context thing for me mostly yeah no that's right that's fair. Right. i was gonna say but you gotta remember in ridley's universe technically they don't exist remember mm. fair that because all the avp stuff happened after both movies had been established and released <laughs> that's when they were like hey what if we put a- alien versus predator and that whole comic book started and books and so on and so forth because like yeah. concrete jungle is one of my favorite books um, and it's the same ones I did the uh, AVP series with the uh, Navajo. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Going into space yeah. and hunting with them. My but, my favorite, my honest favorite story that I read from from that book. There's two. There's one where they adopt a human female, and she becomes the first ever like human predator. And then there's another one where I forget which tribe of predators do it. But they're called Yacha. They, uh, I forget which tribe of them does it, but they go on a hunt, and one of them like breaks off from the pack to go hunt uh, one of the engineers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, they brought that in. He's he's successful, but he also takes a lot of damage because the, the engineers are considered to be perfection, like d- g- genetic perfection, in. Mm-hmm. They're and that's in their what they own eyes. Did with the uh, Predator movies, they kind of tried to throw that genetic modification and so on and so forth, which kind of turned out really weird, but it is what it is. Yeah. Then you <laughs> um, get like super predators, and it's like, yeah, wow, yeah, he it's, big. It's, it's, it's a little, little fun, finicky on that in some spots, but um, the whole uh, like final girl trope and the whole like converging of it, like with uh, the we were talking about with Alien and stuff, like it was originally a standalone thing cameron mm-hmm. made the sequel which was fine don't get me wrong yeah and then once it got to the third ones when they started making the avp series and that's where a lot of people started trying to com- compute the two but when like when you're watching covenant and Pro- alien covenant and prometheus you have to exclude those because that it's in a, the time where those aren't there that's why like it's really hard i'm assuming for you to um not see where the predators are going to be hunting them you know because yeah. david is still not the final creator yet <laughs> Yeah, because like, I, like if we get that. Because like after after I watched it, because like after I watched it, I was like, okay, so if if this is where this one ends, how does this tie into Alien with Ridley, and then or t- tie into the Alien franchise by itself with Ridley? Because I remember in the third one was the one where she gave birth to the Predator, or not the Predator? Excuse me, the Alien that's the that was no, that's Resurrection because they oh, clone was, her okay. and then they pulled the Alien out of her. Okay. 
Yeah, and it was like kind of like deformed, but it was still stronger than the other aliens and it followed her orders. And I was I was like, eh, OK, I guess yeah, that's like all towards the end of the movie where all that's revealed. Yeah, because they tried to clone Ripley like nine different times and she's like the 10th clone or the eighth clone, something like that. And but somehow remember- she turned out to be like a queen. I was like, yeah, it was a queen alien inside her. Um, yeah, I remember that. That's also why they explained that already in the beginning of the third, or well, not the beginning, but when uh, Ripley is getting her scan in the third one, they uh, they say that they know she's impregnated with an alien, and then the reason why the drone doesn't kill Ripley is because it's a queen. That's where they figure out she's like, we can use me as bait because it won't hurt me. Yeah, and that was that was something else that like I thought I, I honestly thought that was really cool as far as that goes. Like that's one trope in like creature features that i really like is when they have like a like a hive setting like they do with alien and then one of them you know can has like like they have a queen as far as like a colony goes and then that queen can reproduce other queens in the in the in the chance that you know like hey this is going to further the colony so don't hurt the queen baby leave Mm -hmm. the queen baby alone like i like that trope and that you don't see that too often. And that's that's what well, mainly no, makes it's me really like hard it. to do like insectoid uh, things like that because that's how they structures mm-hmm. everything's based on what the queen wants. Yeah, and if you and that's honestly kind of why I liked the fourth one of Aliens. I, I didn't like it for the aspect that it was like, oh, it's doing something different. It was more so of the fact that like, hey, she has a queen, she gives birth to a queen, and then that queen somehow makes her a queen so therefore it follows her orders and kills the other queen i was like okay okay all right you know it's kind of like a supremacy thing where it's like which queen is more dominant it was like yeah you know it was kind of a power struggle in that movie and i was like i get that i i, I, I can get it behind was, that it was, it was different i, I like the cast i like the movie just as a like throwaway. this is a funny alien movie kind of thing but yeah, I, the first two are like the only real ones I can really like consistently watch other than obviously Prometheus and Alien Covenant. But like one and two is like so good. And that yeah. makes me like hate James Cameron so much because I, he's such a fantastic director. Mm-hmm. But I hate how like he, he's got two really good franchise sequels under his belt because it's like he makes Terminator. It's like that's a fantastic film. Then he makes mm-hmm. T2. And it's like that's a, like a near perfect film. And then you got Ridley Scott do, does Alien. And then James Cameron's like, what if we added Marines and guns and more aliens? And it's like <laughs> fantastic sequel aliens. <laughs> like yeah. he's got two amazing sequels under his belt. <laughs> Fun fact for uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. The actor that played the T-1000. Uh, Robert Patrick. Yep. I can never remember his name. He like he uh, two two fun facts about him, actually. One, he actually like practiced on like not blinking and breathing as little as possible. So like that's oh, yeah. why like <clears throat> he was to make him uh, very robotic. Yeah. And he's yeah. very like deadpan staring everything. Yeah. Yep. And then he consistently caught up to the kid on the dirt bike when they were doing that scene and the kid would have it on full throttle. Yeah. And they were like, hey, going hell can you fast slow down? He was, yeah, he was still fucking just being able to book it and he was just deadpan he he i don't remember how long he trained for that but yeah there was a uh he it was, was like it was like a couple months with, yeah he had to try and run just perfectly like not showing any sign of fatigue that way is insane yeah and the great actor. and the fact that he caught a kid on a dirt bike consistently as they were shooting that scene and not not like just in the curves he was catching him on the straightaways when the kid was full throttle just gunning it and he's just yeah no it's fucking <laughs> nutty. It's so good though 
like that like that aspect like that shows dedication from an actor and and those and that shows to me in movies honestly well yeah a lot of movies thing is like i just hate how horror is not really fully appreciated i mean a lot of people you know people love horror or hate horror Mm -hmm. right off the bat but like it's not given like the credit like when it comes to awards and stuff Mm-hmm. Like the big, big, big reward awards. It's like very rare that any of them actually get to be seen because there's so many good things and so many good, uh, so many different like horror movies. <laughs> and it, what what honestly makes me sad about the horror genre is that we is that it, well I say we, but the horror genre as it's as a whole has the most Razzies out of any other award. Like it has so many nominations for like you know, best creature features, stuff like that for like off for like not Grammys, not Oscars, but like offshoot stuff. And then it's got the most Razzies out of like out of every other genre. And it's like. That's kind of messed up because like, like, I understand not everybody loves horror, but at the same time, like, yeah, but not everybody loves romance, but those get thrown in there. (laughs) Yeah, like. Like, how are you gonna get best actor from a kissing scene? Like, like I I can make out better than that. But <laughs> how many times? <laughs> yeah, like, like you need another take from that. You good, ScarJo? All right, cool. <laughs> what about you, Jake Gyllenhaal? You want some? <laughs> like, you're just walking off set. It's like, who let him on 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 here? Where did he come from? I thought he was supposed right. to be an extra. But yeah, like, <laughs> like. Like there's so many there's so many like B horror movies that I would say honestly are a lot better than a lot of these rom coms because well, there's like, like if you, when you compare it to like all genres like there's a lot of stuff they're taking risks and trying that shows yeah and it's not really appreciated and then like you see a big budget movie or like one of the mainstream types use it like very very briefly or like overtly long of it and then was like oh we're gonna praise it here it's like oh my god dude yeah it kills me it kills me so much. Like I, I do like the fact that like out of every like out of every other genre, horror has the has the most best practical uh, like best practical makeup and application awards out of any of the other ones because it's like how like how like how can you make something that's made of rubber look gooey? Like well, yeah, the, I mean, like, that's one of the things that I, I appreciate too. But it goes back to the OGs. I mean, like that's one of the yeah. reasons why, like Lon Chaney Senior, will always be one of my favorite like makeup artists and actors because of the love and care he put into all of his makeup. Because he would always carry his little tin with him that has all of his mm-hmm. makeup and so on and so forth. So it's like, okay, let's try this look and shoot the the scene, and they do, and he kind of gauges the reaction of it because, like, uh, I think it was like nineteen twenty six, Fan of the Opera. That was all his makeup. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, like, and he he did good. Film. I mean, oh, it's yeah. obviously insanely dated and really hard to judge today's standards, but it's yeah. back then it was so groundbreaking and groundbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's why, that's why I love, 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 love Tom Savini is because of the simple fact that like he, he was the, he was the, Hey, I can make that look scarier. And, and like, I he would, when him and Romero worked together. Oh my God, they were so good together. I would love to see them do another movie. If, if Romero's still alive, I know Tom Savini's still alive, but I don't no, know. If Romero... a... No, Romero's Romero's been gone for a while. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, <laughs> but I love I love I love Romero's horror movies because his his was he was like the king of like practical makeup after like Wes Craven after like so many of these other you know uh, Craven R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, like so so many like so many of these other 
horror genre and monster movie kind kind of guys because the thing i liked about romero's monsters was that they didn't have to be scary they like pan's labyrinth like pan's labyrinth is, is a good that's example although yeah, yeah i get what you're getting at, but it's all yeah. practical effects most of the time and and that's what i liked about romero is that he had like him him and del toro are like very on a very similar wavelength when it came to like their monsters see what i like about with like uh guillermo personally is that like he really has some like gruesome terrifying ideas and the way it transitions to like his uh creatures on screen and stuff like with um hellboy uh with pan's yep. labyrinth uh with uh shape of water uh it's done very very yeah. with love and care and it's in a very eerie way we are like that's really cool but at the same time i'm very disturbed because of how it is yeah because <laughs> like, i know um the what is it i can't remember the creature's name in pan's labyrinth but the one with the eyes oh. in his hands like yeah uh, that's everybody's like... yeah that, that terrifies a lot of people it is a very fantastic scene you know like I, I it's rightfully so it's just done so well <laughs> that's a movie that i would argue could be in the horror genre but not well, it like it can be but it's more fantasy yeah if you if you technically look at it it's more the fantasy fairy tale kind of thing but, yeah um one, one of my favorite movies he did is that goth romance it was done very very well was crimson peak absolutely loved that film Ooh. yeah crimson peak was good i like that like that was that was that was another that was another movie i could have seen being a a thriller at, at best but yeah, no, it, was... it, it could be paranormal. It could be thriller. There's a, there's several categories that could fit in, but it is a, such a good film. I really enjoyed yeah. that. And I, it made me so mad when I was like, it's not a horror film. I was like, are you guys kidding me? He wasn't selling it as a slasher horror movie. You thought it was. It's a gothic yeah. love horror. It's so good. Yeah. And like that, like that's another, that's another topic we could talk about, honestly, is like, um, is like movies that, no, well, no. yeah. Movies that weren't horror but should be you know what i mean like they, they should be classified as horror that'd be a good that'd be a good topic but again what, what's your definition of horror because again for some people it's just as long as you feel scared it could be considered a horror movie yeah like um <laughs> like uh what was the name of that movie uh, 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 uh had jen had j-lo in it oh this the cell oh i love that movie the cell is, uh, is more a thriller a psychological thriller but no i absolutely love that it, it's i classify thrillers and stuff like that into mm -hmm. the horror genre already but uh that's right i already classify pan's labyrinth as a, a war or fantasy or horror because it's got pretty much all those key elements that makes it into those categories yeah like like something like something like 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 the um because a lot of people they'll for me i i consider horror as the main genre and then you have a bunch of uh branching genres off it like suspense thriller uh slasher well, is, yes is horror but yeah the subgenres slasher uh body horror yeah so on and so forth psychological so on and so forth yeah there, there's always that but the horror is its own genre but what how many subcategories are in there is like the, everyone has a favorite of those my slashers or my psychological my paranormals and so on and so forth for me I it has to be i was overall <laughs> For me, it has to be thriller, suspense, um, creature features, of course, and then eh, like the like the occasional paranormal or body horror. I mean, I'm like, I'm for all horror twenty four seven. That's why I like that. Obviously, Halloween's my favorite, and Halloween should be all the time. I get yelled after that by my wife, but uh, I'm I'm I with you on horror. that. Like, I love like, horror how do we all sign the time. a petition for that? <laughs> 
<laughs> for real. I, I know you do. <laughs> um, it's like, but give me all the horror, but my personal favorite, if I have one genre, is always going to be body horror. I absolutely love body horror. And that's why I yeah. like certain, certain images like behind me and stuff. Like just seeing that just makes me so like, un, like, I don't know how or why. It's just like, I get so giddy. And it's just so beautiful to me. Yeah. <laughs> like I and, love and body horror. Honestly, what makes body, what makes body horror great as long as it's not like over CGI. Like if you got to CGI some, like some stuff to touch it up, fine perfect i get that but the whole but thing like, yeah no that's that's why again like body horror is mostly most of the time it's usually like uh animatronics practical. and so on and so yeah. forth and practical effects that's what i love about it i mean even that, when they do like for instance uh, a lot of uh practical effects went into the mist um but a yes. lot of it also was cg but it's done very well between both of them because you can see the practical effects along with the cg go smoothly as opposed to feeling forced or one overtaking the other and I I find them I find the mist to be really good because it's like a, a blending of a bunch of different horror genres. It's got creatures, it's got body horror, it's got practical mm -hmm. application, it's also got suspense, and it's got a little bit of thriller in there because of the well, the whole climax for one could be put yeah. under drama as well. Yeah, <laughs> and and you have that one lady that's like a complete religious nut that was just like throwing people out there as like a sacrifice to God. It was like it was like um. Ma'am, did that? Did you not see the giant mosquito that like drained a person and like made them explode? Like, like, what part of you makes you think that that's like a punishment of some kind? Yeah, who deserves that? <laughs> like, I was like, what is this nonsense she's talking? Put her out there, like, like, just shoot. And then the my favorite creature in that was the little was the spider. Yeah, everyone's is usually the spider. Uh, I don't know what my favorite creature would have been in that. There's a lot. I, I'm a big fan of designs, and I like them like mm -hmm. the bigger, bigger ones. So like the ones I really get, you get to see are not my favorite. The ones that you don't get to see and let your imagination run wild is what I love. <laughs> yeah, because like the one that you seen that was like the size of like a skyscraper is it was like marching over top of them where it was like mm -hmm. I was yeah. like, oh my god, that would be terrifying like how do you take care of that like what like what it what even is that like <laughs> yeah no larger than life thing where it's like i'm dead <laughs> this it's like is not it, for me it's gonna step on me and then maybe eat me i don't know but that little spider one i'm gonna take a blowtorch to you definitely oh, <laughs> like one of my favorite uh like psychological and like creature feature movies that like is so practical that like in a realistic sense that i love is like uh arachnophobia like i find i find that like super is it really gonna happen is there gonna be like a fucking super smart spider that's doing all that probably not but the yeah. thought of it is like super terrifying but so good. oh so terrifying like I, that's that's honestly a trope that i love to see that they have they haven't done a lot of is like the super smart animals like, because they did it with Deep Blue Sea. They did it that with... That was the modified ones, though. But no, I see mm -hmm. your point. Yeah, they did it with Arachnophobia, and then they did it with... Uh, oh, God, what's the name of that movie? They did it with... Um... Oh, jeez. With cheese. That's what it sounded like you said. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't remember what was the other one they did it with, because I know they've done it with the sharks. They've done it with snakes. Or not snakes. They did it with spiders. Well, we're talking like we're the animals uh, outsmarting like the humans and stuff. You can use um, the ghost Anaconda. in the darkness. Anaconda. Ooh, I love Ghost in the Darkness. It's one of my favorite Val Kilmer films. Yeah, that was that was a good one. You know what movie actually really surprised me as a kid when I first seen it was Lake Placid. 
Like I that was, was not. Movie. That's one of the things that restarted Betty White's career. Yeah, yeah. Because she was the one that kept feeding feeding it cows. I was mm-hmm. like, how do you have a pet twenty five foot alligator? If you want to see another movie that kind of throws not like the Lake Placid feel, but with like gators and stuff, watch Crawl. Crawl's a very, very good movie. I, I've seen Crawl. I liked Crawl. It's, it was good. It's it, very, very good. But one, one, <clears throat> one movie I absolutely hate to this day is any of the Sharknados. Like, I understand they were supposed to be a spoof, but the, God. They are their own thing. I mean, I... I take them for what they are i've only seen the first one i fine with that but it, it's a phenomenon it's a cult following with them honestly i mean like with yeah any horror genre like some horror movies in general there's a small cult following that keeps the series going but what's really funny though is there is a spoof of that spoof oh where God. instead of it being sharks it's alligators or crocodiles. I can't remember which. And it's like, what the fuck? Oh my! It's gosh. like tornado. Of, it's like tornado from hell or tornado from death or something like that. And I can't remember. And it's like, it's the. It's basically the same thing. Like this giant tornado sucked up this lake and it had a bunch of alligators in it. Oh, but it's like, it's like one of. The, it's like when you see, um, like uh 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 the the bollywood version of like your favorite yeah. movie and you're just yeah. like oh my god why so this and, this guy greenlit <laughs> <laughs> this like who signed off on this like i say the same thing about the sharknado movies but my fate my uh but like my my favorite thing honestly is the b class horror movies because they try new stuff like there's this one movie that I cannot find a copy of anywhere I've looked on Amazon it's called Piñata and basically what it was is this tribe on this specific island had like a whole bunch of bad stuff happen and then they built a clay piñata and then they trapped all the evil inside that piñata and then they sealed it away and then what happens is, is that a, uh, you remember when reality shows were all the craze in the late nineties, no, early two thousand stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing a survivor esque, sh- a, a, a TV shoot on this, on the same Island that this all happened on. And then someone somehow, I forget exactly how awakens the pinata because the, the people on the Island were, or excuse me, I'm sorry. I messed up the story. The people on the Island we're on a different island and they trapped all that evil inside of it and they pushed the pinata out to sea and then it makes its way to that island where the people mm-hmm. are shooting the survivor type series at someone awakens the pinata and then it comes through and starts killing everybody they have a final girl or they have a last girl in that one but as the uh pinata kills more people it's very cheesy very b horror movie very cgi monster but as the uh, to after a certain point but uh, originally the the monster is very practical and then it starts to become more cgi later on in the movie and it's very like early 2000 cgi to where it's like oh my god the best (laughs) but as it as it uh kills more people and takes their souls it also like transforms and has other stages and it becomes like more of a beast and it's just it like it's one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies it's so it's so dumb it works like I feel like there's a lot of great ideas, unfortunately, shot with like poor potential, you know, or like not with its uh, 
full capacity it could have been to make it what it should have been in a sense i mean mm-hmm. like i said like how we were kind of telling how it follows could have been better in certain situations um, yeah like it, it wasn't given the the full oomph i guess to go with what i it agree <laughs> i agree very heavily like there's there's so many different things that like i would have liked to have seen with it follows but at the same time like there's not really much you could have done to make that movie better or scary yeah. to me because it was like like how is this how, it's it's walking at a normal pace if i do a light jog i'm gonna outrun this thing it, it, like it's not that hard yeah well it's also another trope with like horror is that the killer is always faster in some way shape form or another like, yeah hey, look at the guys in our, our rear view mirror i'm gonna drive 100 miles straight and then i'm gonna park my car and immediately he's gonna be right behind me <laughs> yeah like like with like supernatural things like the grudge jeepers creepers i get that but like texas chainsaw massacre like how did he get across like okay in the second one he legit gets left in 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 like in the middle of the field and she gets into a truck and they're driving down the road they get at least a mile down the road how did he get in front of them like how like like to this day that does not make sense like how did he get it's, in front it's of them the trope that's the thing it's part of the trope they just yeah. they do they do be that way yeah they you don't think it do but it do be doing that but yeah like <laughs> that's why i like i like michael i like freddy i like jason i don't like leatherface like to me i i get i get why he's scary but to me he's just not one of my he's not one of my big horror movie genre guys like i i i, I respect well, that texas chainsaw massacre is, is, is slasher that was also before john carpenter so technically you can even use her as uh the final girl that started it all in a sense but yeah no i, I get what you're saying yeah. um leatherface uh it's more of the cannibalistic which is why like castle thousand corpses i feel like hits more home for me yeah because uh, um that's how texas chainsaw massacre is like portrayed in that sense but like the way zombie shoots uh house makes it like stand out more and is like more guttural because you see their like toy projects in a sense yeah they're they're yeah (laughs) they're they're fun times (laughs) like i do i do i do like texas chainsaw massacre but i don't consider it to be I, i like i can like i know it's a slasher but i don't consider it to be like one of the main slashers because like it's not on the same level as michael or freddie or jason you know i I get i get that but you gotta remember it's one of the ones that started a lot of them yeah so like whether you agree or not like you have to like in some regard give it its dues in a sense yeah whether you like it or not because i mean it's as much as like i hate a lot of certain movies again like you have to be able to equate like or accept what they are as much as i hate to and like i'm the the person that number one will say how much they hate on things (laughs) yeah (laughs) And that's that's like that's honestly why like I like I like having these conversations with you is because of the simple fact that like we aren't gonna agree on a hundred and ten percent of everything and I and I fully fully respect that because your mm-hmm. takes are gonna be different than mine vice versa and all that fun stuff but at the end of the day like it's not just you being like oh that's just mainstream garbage you're actually gonna be like well the reason I didn't like it was because of X Y Z and yeah, the parts that I did like of it was A B C. There's, there's things to say that I don't like. It's just that even when I do on sometimes, it's like, well, that's not a valid reason. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, 
Like, I, I, like I, can, I can sit here and be like, well, I didn't like it because of this, but I respected it because of this, and I really liked these tropes. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, with, like with It Follows, like, I like what it tried to do. Like, I wish I could say that. I just, I feel like if it was given its... Even, like, if you put a better creature instead of a ghost, I felt like it would have done better for one. There's, yeah. like, many other ways you could have gone about it, but, again, that's neither here nor there because we got yeah. what we got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I like I feel as though they could have they could have done better with a different creature, also with like different ways to make it scary. Like make it to where if you sleep it moves faster. If you if you anger it, it gets if you anger it, it gets stronger. If you Yeah, there's there's multiple ways to go about it. Yeah. yeah but uh, again, like that's that's afterthought. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, they were like, Hey, you know what's scarier than a clap? There what's scarier than the clap? A ghost that follows you and kills you if it catches you, and it's just like it's a different um, take. We'll we'll try with that. We'll we'll go with that. Like I just I just picture like some studio executive being like, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> like you didn't even hear my pitch all the way. I don't care. Make it happen. Give this man his check. Fund him. Like it's a million okay. dollar idea. <laughs> like. Like it could it could have been better, but yeah, like I just I don't know. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of horror movies that I kind of wish would have gotten the spotlight over a lot of these mainstreams that are just B rated. Like Slither. That's a fantastic film. I love that. Film. I I love Slither because it, it it like it brought together body horror, creature horror. It also brought together like the 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 hive mind alien, yeah, alien and all that too. It's 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 done very very well i will agree it as campy as it can be it's obviously not gonna i mean it that did scare some people but i mean it's not like your typical movie horror movie and I, that's why i think it makes it fantastic like one of my favorites uh that's like can be still classified as like a, a i guess a paranormal along with like a slasher in a sense is uh sinister the first one not the second one we don't talk about the yeah. second one. Second one's pretty garbage mm. but uh the first one for sure like yeah. the first one has done so well the Fun. Sorry for the train. Uh, no, you're fine. <laughs> the uh, the part that I really liked about Sinister was the part where he's like sitting there and he's like, "What's wrong?" And then when it pan like it pans to the girl, pans back to him, and the de- and the lips that everyone calls it a lipstick demon, but the red face demon is sitting right behind him, and you hear the blah. Yeah, well, like, the lipstick demon was from uh, Insidious. That's that one. That that's oh, the I'm lipstick sorry. demon. That's Insidious. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not 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 <laughs> not the lipstick demon. Which one was I thinking of? Oh, jeez. I had a brain fart. I really did. I had a bad, I had a bad brain fart. I apologize. No, good. I, I, but I, I didn't remember which one you were talking about, though. Uh, but it's, it's still uh, that, that just seeing the face, too. I like how it slowly introduces itself, too. It's not like, oh, it's there. Like, you yeah. watch the first one, you don't see anything. And then it's like, the more it's, like, affecting you, you see more and more. It's just done very, very well. Yeah. Like, I... Like, there, like, there, like, there's certain, there's certain horror movies that have came out within, like, I'll say the last ten years that I would, I would classify as modern classics, just for the simple oh, fact I'm, that they. I, I agree 100. percent I mean, I would say like we've gotten at least in the past five years, I think we've gotten a lot of fantastic like horror films or horror esque films. Like, um, recently for me, like two that stand out right away is obviously smile i've praised that one already uh, mm-hmm. but like i will praise it here because i don't think i praised it while we've been recording but, but like smiles one that does some things that i absolutely loved um 
my favorite movie last year was uh black phone and it just it's just how everything yeah, is shot how good. it's been like written how it's just done is just fantastic i absolutely like fell in love with that film <laughs> and honestly like the like the i like the fact that it didn't wait till the end of the movie to deliver the plot twist mm-hmm. like that like it had it had a lot of it, plot twists in that movie but at the same time like they weren't delivered throughout like a, a elongated amount of time they were like these are the plot twists right here how does the ant or how does the protagonist get away from the antagonist and you're like ooh, I, I, yeah and it's like every everyone's failure sets up for his victory it's mm-hmm. done very very well it's just so much about that movie i can praise it's a fantastic yep. film it was good it was a good movie i i was i wasn't expecting what i got and i was impressed because i was expecting it to be like oh it was him imagining it all along or something like that i was like huh bravo <laughs> you know? I, I i saw that movie and from the moment i after i saw it, i fell in love with it we i took like my mom to go see it i took a couple friends to go see it like i saw the movie like four or five times in theater it was, it was fantastic <laughs> i i didn't watch it in theater i watched it when it was streaming on stars no might have been hbo max i can't remember i've got all the streaming services so like i i want i like i just hop around between like netflix uh hbo max stars uh hulu all that yeah yeah and i'm just like ooh, there's a new horror movie on netflix i'm gonna watch that oh there's a new horror movie on hbo i'm just like yeah one after the other yeah no i have to be in the mood for it but when i'm in the mood i get like so sucked into it <laughs> but you know what i you know what i honestly what, what makes me honestly miss having cable the sci-fi channel and oh all their God. cheesy ass B class horror movie. I love. I like. I get ragged on this a lot by a lot of my friends. I loved sci fi horror movies. They were just. They they were just fair, a class all their own. They, they were it, their own breed. Yeah, I mean, they were. It throws me back into like. It feels like a lot of sci fi horror movies are like what Creep Show was with like little compilations of like <laughs> random situational yeah. horror movies. And it's like, it's like, what if we took this into a movie aspect? That's what sci fi was. Like those yeah. movies were, like, oh my God, so good. And, and I'm, I'm, I miss the, 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 um, the show they had where it was the, the, oh God, I can't remember. Tracy Morgan host, hosted it after they like re, redid it. And it was, um, Scare, Fa- Scare Factor scare factor i don't think i ever watched that show i i'm not a tv person so unless it was like if it was something after like 2006 i really wasn't on tv (laughs) it was it was around about 2006 ish it was like i I remember i remember it it's just i don't remember watching any of it (laughs) oh it was it was so funny because like it would it would be like hey my friend miz is a really great guy but he's terrified of uh, you know, I've always wanted to prank him and, and this, that, and the other. And they come up with like a really ingenious way with like so prank horror style. Yes, it was. It was really good. One of the ones that I remember to this day, they because it was um, it was they this was like right when the show first like took off. It was like season two or whatever. They had this babysitter where um, she got a call, you know, and it was one of her friends set her up or something like that. And what happened is she comes to this house and the kids, you know, acting like real normal and everything like that. And then like partway through the night, it goes from being like a normal kid to being like possessed. And it's like, uh, uh, it's like a small person and like a bunch of like, 
uh like looked like the ring to style makeup and she's like running behind the couch turn, the lights are turning off randomly and stuff like that and they scare her to the point where like she's like hiding in a core in a corner somewhere got hugging a pillow as like this de demonic child is like coming towards her and they flick the lights on they're like gotcha and i'm like <laughs> Oh, I would be so pissed, but I would laugh so hard at that. I, I yeah, like afterwards in the moment. I'm gonna shit myself and <laughs> want to kill you, but afterwards we'll laugh about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, like because because you know they got to shoot it first and be like, hey, by the way, we need you to sign some waivers to let us release this onto public television. And you're just like, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, this was not worth it, but it was, and it would be solidified. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it, it was so good. Or no, Scare Tactic. That was the name of it because it came on right after Fear Factor. I'm sorry. Oh, Fear Factor. Oh, old school Joe Rogan. Yeah. You're going to have to eat this bull testicle. Uh, dude, I still laughed at how everyone freaked out about that. Oh, my God. Yeah. The one that would have really fucked me up is when they put their head in the thing with like the spiders and stuff because it wasn't like like non venomous spiders. It was like big ass tarantulas and they're like right here and you're like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Ah, yeah, get my head out of this bucket. You you stay calm, they'll stay calm. But I know it's kind of hard to see when uh, you got those fucking three quarter inch long fucking fangs tucked away, and they just kind of rear up once. It's like oh, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. Say, oh, oh, I need new pants now, please. Yeah, because you can be calm, and then once you see it just whoosh, once, it's like fucking yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, someone either needs to get me out of here, or I'm gonna freak the fuck out. <laughs> my my favorite episode is honestly where the guy like jumped and it like and he moved the plexiglass case that his face was in so it caused the spider to just kind of like closer and he's just like he's like ah 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 it's like no you're making it worse you idiot close your mouth yeah because he's like he's getting free access because what made it worse was he was like he was like ah 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 I was yeah, like, the more no. you do that, the more you're gonna piss it off. <laughs> like, like, I, I miss I miss shows like that. They were they were mwah, golden age of like horror TV. Oh yeah, no, they were they were definitely up there. Um prime time, prime time. Oh yeah. Right, so we have gone we, on for two hours. I was about to say we we might need to wrap this one up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like that, like as far as like the good, what if the bad, I know we kind of went on like several different horror s tangents along with some non horror s tangents, which is fine. We, we, we still went back to the good over tramping or bad tramping over evil or good. Yeah. Because it's, it's so ingrained in my head already. It's always saying good and evil. Fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. And see, like, I honestly would like to see more horror movies take that approach because I know, I know Jeepers Creepers has done it. Drag Me to Hell has done it. Um, it follows we've listed several we've listed several words it's, it's technically evil's overtaken it but it's yep. like it's so dime a dozen which sucks you know yeah like <laughs> i would like to see i would like to see a horror movie be it creature feature slasher uh anything where it's like oh yay we won because i know the first fright i know the first nightmare on elm street was prime example of freddie winning because at the end of it, he snatches the mom into the window. Like, he's, he's, they still got everybody in the dream world, pretty much. Yep, except for the final girl. She made it to number two, and then number two happened. And then she made it to number three, because number two, we don't talk about fucking Freddy's revenge. It's not awful. I forgot she made it to number three, but yeah, like, yeah, like he, like, they're, like, he, I think he won consistently throughout a lot of them, except for four, New Nightmare, and that god awful remake. Like, oh. 
I I personally again like the remake. I I think it it's a very good retelling for a modern audience, but it it's I'm obviously biased though because Robert England. <laughs> I I I do I do agree, and I, yeah, I'm very biased when it comes to Robert England. The only thing that the only thing that I didn't like about it was how the makeup looked. If they would have made it, I look... was okay with the makeup personally because it fit. Uh, I can't remember his name, but it fit yeah. him, his facial features more. Because I mean, if you see the original type of style makeup on someone new, I think you would hate it more because it's like, how dare they use the original? Why didn't they try something oh, yeah. new? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I, I like. I don't. I wouldn't have wanted them to do the original makeup. I would have wanted them to try something new. But at the same time, I think they could have done what was new better. Like they, like I, like, I, I, I can get that. Because like I, I feel like they did part of his face was melted, part of his face was like slashed, it, it, like it just it like it it worked for his face shape, but to me it didn't say burn victim. It looked like somebody that had been in a really bad car accident. Whereas like the, the first Freddy, it was like oh yeah he got he got cooked. <laughs> that guy <laughs> got cooked. <laughs> but sure, like sure. the second Freddy, it, 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 it like it, it could have been better and. The fact oh, that he tried to force his voice, like it just and they and what made it worse is not only did he force his voice, it pitched he pit they pitch shifted it in editing to where it was like Robert England, all they did was they just pitch shifted it like from here to like there. And it was like works perfectly fine because now you can you can do an impersonation of Freddie Jason. You could be like, I'll be back. And it's like, hey, that was pretty good. And, you know, it was like not saying that yeah. I could I could do it or anything like that. Um, like voice acting is fucking a whole nother world. Even trying to yeah. make voices. <laughs> yeah, like, like it, like I can do the perfect Michael Myers impression. Yeah, everyone can <laughs> if they want. <laughs> yeah, it's just like silence. <laughs> Quick, play the piano. Play, play the piano. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, All right, like. Yeah. Uh, Oh my god! I can't believe it's already been two hours. <laughs> yeah, I, like the, like time flies when you're having fun. But uh, oh yeah, um, oh yeah. I, I guess I guess a good way to wrap it all up is let us know what you guys think. Uh, for throw some ideas to us that you would want to hear us talk about. Yeah, definitely. We're all we we like. I'm gonna put it in every bio that I possibly can. We're open to ideas. We're open to suggestions. We're open to different takes. Even like if yep. you think that we did something wrong. Like or, or we were wrong about something, or we might have missed. You disagree something. with something? Oh, yeah. Or, like, yeah. Let us know. We 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 will definitely you know bring it up, and we'll say, hey, you know what about the uh, uh freaking Janie one two three said that second Freddy was just as good as the first. You just had to take it on as a different thing or whatever. And I'll be like, yes, you know something, what? Something. That's fair. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I guess uh, let us know, and then we'll go from there. Glitches aside. Yeah, glitches aside. <laughs> oh, it is lag spikes. <laughs> Dang lag spikes. But yeah, um from from me, uh well, I will see you next time. Until next time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.